0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up whatever you'd like. Just dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. The number for you, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line, 800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free, so enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com. Joining you this evening, it's Ian. And Delbert And Mark. As we continue here... Dale, are you changing your name I, again? I, it's, I, I can't even. It just <laughs> happens the way it
1: happens. I don't know what to tell All you. All right. I don't mind. You
0: can have two names. It doesn't bother me none. So uh, anyway, Dalebert slash Dale is here from AnarchyInYourHead.com. And uh, we're here to take your phone calls about anything you want. 800-259-9231. Now, I have not heard anything yet uh, as far as what transpired today in Orlando. As we discussed in detail on uh, Friday evening. A heroic man named Julian Heichlin showed up in Orlando, Florida to do some civil disobedience of the highest order. He was directly disobeying the written order of a man calling himself a judge and distributing fully informed jury association information, informing potential jurors of their right to nullify the law rather than just simply judge a case by it that is if they disagree with the law itself they can simply say not guilty regardless of what the evidence in the case shows they uh he was there on friday to hand out that information in violation of the robed man's order and they did nothing to him now in the news reports that came out as a result of this and the news media was there video cameras uh, from the local tv stations were there uh print Reporters from the local newspaper uh, were there. That's good. That sounds like sounds like somebody was
2: doing their PR work.
0: Yeah, absolutely. They put the uh, put a, pr- a press release out in advance. They did a great job of uh, of covering it, and uh, nothing happened. Now, the government bureaucrat's excuse for why nothing happened was because, oh well, he didn't actually hand out any information to a juror. Because he didn't hand out the information to a juror, then, well, then it's okay. We're not going to bother anybody like that. <laughs> As though the government bureaucrat, the court bureaucrats, at this humongous operation, this four-city block large building, including the parking lot, where all contact with jurors has been completely banned. Handing things out, holding signs, talking to them has been completely banned. As though they have some sort of a visual inventory of whether or not the person that he's talking to is a a juror. Come yeah. on, can you imagine <laughs> being a government bureaucrat in a building that is this huge, where there are multiple trials likely going on any any given day, and having some idea as of to who's, who's a juror? Who, yeah, just on just by eyeballing them as they're walking around the property. It doesn't sound very likely, does it? No, well, it sure you, what you
1: can do is examine the faces of and look for that frustration of someone who's had to had to miss a day at work and mm. all that stuff, and, and then tell if they're a juror, I guess. I don't know. I think there's plenty of frustrated people that will be at the, the courthouse whether or not they are they are a judge. Yeah, that's true. They're going to have frustration in their face for other reasons if they're yeah, there some, for a trial, if they're some, actually the recipient of a
0: There's that, and then some people are action. just showing up to pay their fines or pay uh, pay their scheduled, because some people, they get it on the payment plan because they can't afford the hundreds of dollars at once, so they pay out more over time, so they might be there too. Anyway, uh, the news, here it is from the Orlando Sentinel. There is an update, and I was hoping to uh, to hear from uh, one of the activists that's on the scene. Maybe we will hear in a little bit. But according to the story over at the Orlando Sentinel, the retired professor returned to the courthouse to defy the no pamphlet order. But despite his efforts again now for the second day, they decided they were going to wait the uh, the weekend out, come back on Monday because they heard the court's excuse that, well, there weren't any jurors here today. So (laughs) therefore, we just left him alone. Uh, They figured Monday, there are lots of trials scheduled. We're coming back. And so he was there, according to the press release, at Excuse me, 7 a.m. this morning. He's 79 years old. Uh, there at 7 a.m. this morning and handed out flyers and apparently was again not arrested. So good news. Well, now.
2: what do you expect the bureaucrats to actually say? Well, we knew that it would be a bad PR move to arrest some 79-year-old uh, you know, guy for passing out pamphlets on our court steps. We're just waiting for the young guys to come so we can drop a knee on their head.
0: I mean, what, what do you expect yeah. him to say, I guess? Well, I think this is great because really what this guy has done is called their bluff. This judge, this man in the robe, wrote up this official-looking piece of paper, an order that threatens anyone who – and I don't have the exact text in front of me, but we read some of it on the air when he actually uh, sent this out. And it sounded to me like it was just any handing out of anything to uh, potential jurors. Would I'm enough. just curious. Do you know if he signed it? Good question. I believe he did. Yes, yeah? because they okay. attributed it to the the chief judge over there.
1: I couldn't help it. that reminded me of course of the order that everyone would have to stand in the king court or but it didn't it wasn't signed by anyone.
0: So here's some of the excerpts the the Orlando Sentinel put in their article. Uh, leaflets uh, ordered that a prohibition of, of any leaflets or other materials to summon jurors containing written or pictorial information tending to influence those jurors. He also blocks anyone from approaching a summon juror. OK, so it all just summon jurors for the purpose of displaying a sign to or engaging in oral protest, education or counseling with information tending to influence summoned jurors on any matter, question, cause or proceeding, which may be pending. Now, According to the story, the retired chemistry professor traveled from his home in New Jersey to the Orange County Courthouse to defy the order by Judge Belvin Perry prohibiting the distribution of jury information pamphlets to jurors once on Friday. And twice today, Heikland stood at the foot of the courthouse and handed out the literature. This man was not hiding in the parking lot. He was right out there in you know by the front steps of this building which encourages jurors to vote their conscience and to hang a jury with their votes if they feel so inclined, based on their opinions about the law itself. On Monday, that's today, he repeatedly handed the pamphlets to prospective or seated jurors. And on one occasion, he handed the jury rights information to a man wearing a juror's badge within a few feet, of an Orange County deputy. So, Hoo-ha! So, so, the cops, so the
2: cops are just telling there the, the court people are just telling lies. He didn't give them to any jurors? and, and Well,
0: they ha- I don't know if they made an excuse for today. It was okay. Friday when they claimed that he didn't give them I to see. any jurors. And indeed, that may have been possible because apparently there were no uh, no trials scheduled for Friday. And they closed the court. We don't want these
2: people to work too hard.
0: Right. And they closed the court early because a judge died. And so they had to send all the bureaucrats home early. No, God knows. Because they they're going to have, have to go parade. to a funeral or whatever. They have, have to have a parade. The this act, man
2: served his country in, in in such a fashion that, well, we had to give him six figures. Well, he was protecting us from people like people like Julian Hunter
1: Indeed. Heigler. the might hand us information
0: that, you know... I don't know. Seemed to be a clear violation of Perry's order committed right in front of one of the officials responsible for enforcing the diktat. But nothing was done to stop Heikland's obvious defiance. And for that reason, Heikland proudly claimed a victory. He said this is a win after handing out the last of his pamphlets. I'm not here to get arrested. I'm here to get my First Amendment rights back for you people. It remained unclear whether Heikland would get sent a summons or a citation in the mail. Heikland, an ardent <laughs> supporter... <laughs> Which is – that wouldn't surprise me. would not me.
2: surprise me either. Um, it's the kind of thing that, that you know, they, they like to do. They don't want to be shown as this, uh, the, the, the folks that would take down an old man on their, their front
0: steps. Right, because there's video cameras around. And as Heiklin pointed out on Friday, that may have been one of the reasons why uh, he was not arrested because the news media was right there. And again, these are people, these government bureaucrats are people, these aggressors are people who want to work with the cover of darkness. And when the video cameras are present, it makes them a little less likely to engage in their uh, in the aggression that they might otherwise engage in. So if Heikland goes away and the regular activists who are not as high profile show up you know, next week to do more jury outreach, will they have the same uh, leeway? If, for instance, the local news media isn't standing right there with their reporters. That's what it's all about. I, I just I can't imagine
2: how it's anything else.
0: He says, I was the ju- jury for the judge and I've nullified his order, says Heichlund. Uh Perry issued his order in late January after learning that the Fully Informed Jury Association was handing out similar literature on courthouse grounds. Concerned about the integrity of the jury system, Perry ordered a prohibition. ...of uh, leaflets and any signage and any even talking to uh, potential jurors. And so uh, none of the Perry's language sat well with Fija or Heiklin, who has spoken out against governmental policies he has opposed for most of his life, has been arrested over 30 times. So apparently he has no immediate plans to come back and test the order... That's a win. It's incredible. Great job to uh, Julian Heichlund and the rest of the activists who are backing him up. I know he wasn't out there alone uh, out there in Orlando. If you were there and you want to share your story, 800-259-9231 or bring up anything you want, it's Free Talk Live.
3: This Your Family Today tip is brought to you by Carnation Breakfast Essentials, helping your family get off to a nutritious start every day. Mornings can be chaotic, but a little advanced work will take the pressure off. The night before, organize backpacks and put them at the door, along with anything else that your kids need for the day. Set a timer for five minutes before departure to give everyone a chance to mobilize, and off you go. For more tips like these, visit us at parenthood.com slash yourfamilytoday.
0: This is Free Talk Live. Dial in toll-free to control of the airwaves. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, That is freetalklive.com. You can join us uh, over there and enjoy everything there free. And also 800-259-9231 allows you to take control of the airwaves here. So uh, there's much to discuss, and I'm still pretty excited about what has happened in Orlando with uh, Julian Heichlin, who is a hero of mine. He is a 79-year-old man who has uh, continuously violated and consistently violated various different uh, government prohibitions over the years. Uh, The last uh, couple decades of his life, he's been busily putting his butt on the line for more freedom. And I wish, I hope that people out there who are listening and and seeing this news about Julian Heichlin are being inspired by him, are being inspired to do similar things. This guy called this judge's bluff. This judge said people who were t- contacting jurors in the parking lot or anywhere on the grounds of the courthouse in Orange, uh, in Orange County, Florida, would be arrested. Would be charged with tre—excuse me, not treason, but charged with a felony charge of jury tampering would possibly be charged with contempt of court and contempt of court is like a magical power that judges have to lock anyone they want in a cage for a pretty much indefinite period of time so we're talking about a pretty serious threat against anybody who's trying to reach out to jurors there and this man stared that judge in the eye figuratively and julian heichlin won today he did i i would say perfect civil disobedience I mean, Mark, you're a pretty big critic of some of the, the, the bad kind of civil disobedience. Do you have anything yeah. to say about Julian Heichlund? I can't
2: think of anything that, about this that he's done wrong. As far as I'm concerned, it's your First Amendment right to be able to hand, hand out pamphlets. I consider it a, a good uh, form of communication. Uh, the First Amendment covers that, I think, pretty thoroughly. This is political speech. It should be the most protected speech. Um, and he's doing it on government property, which means that he's paid taxes towards it, at least theoretically. People, The public has paid taxes for it so he should be able to do that
0: i'm a big fan of picking your battles and i think he picked a good battle yeah absolutely right one. i mean if anybody's got a, crit- a critique of this i'd love to hear it at 800-259-9231 i suppose there's somebody out there who is just an ardent status that would say how dare he violate that judge's order that man wears a robe he's important somebody out there will uh, but for the most part You'd think that most people who would come across this story, again, the Orlando Sentinel reporting on it, I think WSH-TV out there also doing a, a report on this, the average person who comes across this report, how could they not side with Julian Heichlin, unless they're just a total boot-licking lackey for the state?
2: I, I don't know. I mean, I'm I, that's not where I'm at, so I don't know. It seems to me they wrote the little rules down. Uh, they they made them clear in the uh, the First Amendment that you have the right to free speech and... Therefore, you should be able to do that.
0: one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. 259 9231 Just a little bit more from Julian here, at the Orlando Sentinel. He says, as of right now, we've beaten the order. Judge Perry now has to make some decisions. They obviously decided to not arrest me on the spot. Deputies did hand him a copy of the order on Monday morning, but they did not return when he resumed distribution of the flyers at about noon. Whether their inaction had anything to do with the cameras following Heiklin, he may never know for sure. If Heichlin wanted a revolution, he didn't exactly find one in Orlando, but perhaps the authorities' silence in response to his exercise of free speech was enough to keep this veteran tyranny fighter content, at least for now.
1: Now, see, I like that. Um, I don't really like the, the take on it that he, you know, maybe he wanted to get arrested and therefore he failed in that respect. I think that's totally Bass Ackward's way of looking at it. Well, if you Heichland succeed did at doing su- what you're trying to
0: do. He, then that's a that's a win. He was. A, it would have been a success for him either way. Right. Yeah, because when that, that's you're doing, true. When, you, when you're on the side of good and you do civil disobedience against government, which is taking the side of uh, of evil. Now, I know the people in government think they're doing good, but they're not. Um, but when you're on the side of good and you do civil disobedience, you put the government in a real icky situation because on one side they do what they did today with Julian Heikland, which is nothing. Know basically uh, dance prance around, hand out their order, and expect it, that that's going to you know scare him off. They which didn't work, so they didn't enforce their order, which makes them look pathetic. Impotent. And then, or they enforce the order and arrest an old man who's uh, who's handing out pamphlets. In this and that case, looks it bad. probably it probably would have been a, a win in
1: that situation too. But it's not always. I, I don't agree that it's always a win win situation because you can get arrested and it can just fizzle and and not be and not get the 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 right kind of attention or the or, or raise your cause or something like that. And again, mm-hmm. I think that's why you, that's why I say things like pick your battles and things like that. If I were going to, for instance, I'd love to, if I'm going to get arrested over doing civil disobedience, I'd like to be arrested for either, something like this is good. Something like for a free speech issue, uh, like trying to raise money for a charity or feed the homeless or something like that when it's against regulations or something and i want cameras on me i want the word to get out if that happens and i want it to be for something that people can see it and go and where it's black and white the government is wrong on this Mm -hmm. it is absolutely wrong and it's using violence anyway and that's the kind of thing i think that 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 is a win-win situation
0: let's go to your phone calls chris is listening in georgia to wmtm in moultrie hello chris Hey, hey, what's on your mind tonight?
1: I was
4: just calling in about the guy you're talking about. Yes, sir. Uh, I think you're doing a good thing letting people know what the, what they need to know when they go to a jury trial like that. Absolutely. They have the right to uh, vote there the way they want to vote, and whoever's on trial has the right to a jury of their peers. And their peers are the people that own this country, which is us, not the government.
0: You are absolutely right, sir. Anything else on your mind tonight?
4: And uh, everybody needs to stand up because this government's trying to take every right we have away from us because they don't want us to express our rights and know that it belongs to us and not to those chosen few that wish it belonged to them like it does in other nations.
0: Well, and if you want to protect your rights, you're right. You do have to stand up for them. And that's what Julian right. Heichlund is doing. A right
2: you don't exercise is no longer a right. Correct.
0: Yeah, it's like That's a muscle, right. you know. If you don't uh, if, you, if you don't use it, it atrophies. And
4: that jury is another way that our forefathers gave us to uh walk in that courtroom no matter what type of corrupt laws that these governments put up and our peers can walk in with a person of this country that owns this country like we're supposed to and vote them to come home every
0: time. Well, I would recommend, Chris, because you're right, uh, I'd recommend you check out the Fully Informed Jury Association. Go to fija.org, F I J A.org, and uh, you can learn more about how to start up your own jury outreach there in Moultrie or wherever it is you are across the country. Thanks for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you at 800 259 9231. It's something that we do here in uh, Keene, New Hampshire. They're doing it up in Grafton, New They're Hampshire. They're doing it in Orlando. They're doing it in Orlando. Well, hopefully they're going to start doing it again in Orlando because they, they had stopped for a short time after the judge's order came out. Uh, because, again, not everybody is willing to violate a, the order of a man in a row because he has men. He has men with guns who will put you in a cage. And, and that makes it you know kind of difficult for people with a family uh for people with a job to go to but julian Heichlin doesn't have uh, a family that's counting on him to bring home a paycheck and keep the bills paid he he doesn't have a job to go to he's 79 years old Mm. so he's dedicated his retirement basically to standing up for the ideas of freedom or at least in this case jury nullification and he's he's on the ball and i hope that he inspires a lot of people because this is great activism that it doesn't take a lot of people to do. Just have yourself a handful of folks to go out and do some jury associate fully informed jury association uh, outreach. Bring some cameras along to make sure you protect yourself from these aggressors. Because sometimes the cops will try something. And uh, more coming up. You take control at 800-259-9231. Free Talk Live.
3: 59th Annual Mobile One, 12 Hours of Sebring, presented by Fresh from Florida, is coming March 19th. See Porsche, Corvette, Ferrari, Jaguar, BMW, Mazda, Acura, Audi, and many other world-class racing teams battle in America's toughest road race as Sebring hosts the first race of the Intercontinental Le Mans Cup in 2011. Gates open Wednesday, March 16th. Order your tickets today by calling 800-626-RACE or visit sebringraceway.com. See the cars and stars in the American Le Mans Series, driver autograph sessions, vintage race cars, and visit the party zone featuring a spring break bikini contest. Up-and-coming man, Selby, Chuckman, Alluvion, Selena Jordan, and DJ Scotty B. Presented by GoMobileWeb.com. Four days of family fun at Sebring and children's from 100 minute free. Get all the info at SebringRaceway.com. The 59th Annual Mobile 1, 12 Hours of Sebring presented by Fresh from Florida. March 19th is the date. Sebring is the place. Order your tickets at SebringRaceway.com. Crossroad Park by like Budweiser, Jaguar, and Michelin.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. Bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. We give you the features on the site. They're completely free. So enjoy those on us. Again, freetalklive.com features including listening options. We've got broadband and dial-up versions of the streams. so You can go and tune those in. You can also listen to 94 wonderful radio stations across the country and talk to a, new, a program director today who gave me a verbal agreement. So we're working on getting number 95 here uh, through the door shortly. Uh, hopefully we'll be announcing that soon. And uh, you can Aren't go... You and, kind of announcing it now? I can't really say much more. Oh, okay. than that. Okay. Northeast. The north, north, north northeast. Uh, so that's about all I can say. Not New Hampshire. Close. All right. <laughs> so <laughs> – I don't know. It's it's one of the ones I've been working on for years, and yeah. they're finally coming on board. So uh, you can help us make that happen. We'll tell you how to do that later on. But go and listen in there. Uh, you listen to our wonderful radio stations. We've also got a free to air satellite channel that allows you to listen to our satellite feed with no uh, subscription fee, plus our webcam and our listen lines that allow you to call in from any phone that can dial long distance. Just go to listen.freetalklive.com to learn about all that stuff and know that the biggest freedom-themed event of 2011 is happening this summer from June 20th through the 26th, and you could be there. We're going to be there. Dale, you're coming, right? Oh, yeah. All right. The Porcupine Freedom Festival is what we're talking about. It's put on by the Free uh, Free State Project. It is so amazing to go to this event. If you love liberty, you want to be at the Porcupine Freedom Festival because, number one, you are going to be surrounded by hundreds of like-minded, liberty oriented people who get it. They understand. Almost all of them get it when it comes to the ideas of freedom, and you don't have to you don't have to start your conversations with them by talking about the base-level ideas of freedom. You can talk about more advanced stuff, nitpick on uh, the, the you've issues. You've never seen anything like this. Yeah, uh, yeah, It's incredible. Unless you were there last year. Right, and the, the, the location is, in, is also incredible. The, the beauty of it, right out in the, the White Mountains of New Hampshire, it's Rogers Campground, same place as last year. The crowd is likely going to be bigger this time. It was bigger last year than it was the year before that, and we had over 800 attendees last year. Free Talk Live brought broadcasting the entire time uh this year so all week long we're going to be there and uh, it is just so much fun uh the weather's great because it's new hampshire so the summer isn't as bad in new hampshire and it's not the hottest part of the summer either uh at that point so things tend to cool down at night yeah and you get some nice contrast probably yeah
1: it's usually pristine in my recollection it just seems like you know I a little bit of rain green. sometimes yeah pristine I can means un-
2: untouched by human hands uh it's okay So
1: the weather. I I stand corrected. (laughs) Please forgive me. I do recall actually. I I do recall actually my very first pork fest. It was. It was funny. I guess it was the time of the year and the fact of where it was instead of uh, where it is now. It was actually at the at Gunstock, Mm -hmm. and I seem to recall it being amazingly perfect weather in the daytime. How about perfect instead of pristine? Yeah, perfect okay. is good. You, is that acceptable? Yeah, okay. acceptable. All right. Pass. So, um, <laughs> 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 so I just remember it being just beautiful in the daytime, and as soon as the sun would start to go down, the this cold wind started blowing. You need a at jacket night, at nighttime. Yeah, guy, I it, got, it was a very, it was very cold at night that time. Perugies. But it seems like every time since then, it was much milder, and actually the, the nights were pretty pleasant. So
0: come on up. Go to Porkfest.com to get registered. We've been talking about Julian Heichlin, the heroic civil disobedience, uh, fully informed jury activist. He was actually attending the Porcupine Freedom Festival last year. I don't know if he'll be there this year, but there are always interesting folks uh, that are there to talk to. People that you've probably heard about if you've listened to the show for a long time. A lot of the the names in the, uh, the Liberty movement, specifically the activists here in New Hampshire, a lot of them are there. And of course hundreds of people are coming in from outside of New Hampshire to experience what it's like to be number one around these people. Number to in new hampshire so cause some of the things that go on during the week are bus tours and uh, dale you went on some of these tours a few years ago before you made the move to new hampshire and were yeah. they important for you to, to drive yeah it was to- very
1: important the first year i was glad i didn't keep didn't keep doing them after that because i just was able to just enjoy pork Fest after mm-hmm. that but it was great uh great opportunity to go out with some other people uh who were also interested in checking out these places with a tour guide who knew the knew their stuff and And just get a chance to kind of get a peek at all the different places because I was thinking about moving very seriously and I wanted to see, you know, where I want to start out.
0: It's just an outstanding event. Go to porkfest.com. Get registered. Get the early bird registration price right now. It's twenty five bucks. That's for the whole week. Now you got to add in camping, or if you want a hotel, you want to do that kind of thing. You can do that as well. Uh, but there's there's tent sites, there are V sites, and hotel rooms. So you get the whole variety of of staying but, options. And that's
1: the nice thing, though, because it is camping. It's it's much cheaper. It's a very cheap vacation, and it's yeah, really fun. I mean, it, it just blows my mind every year. This this is my big vacation every year, and it's my favorite part of the year. Me too. Uh, my best vacations I've ever been. And it's also some of my cheapest. So
0: P O R C, as in porcupine. P O R C F E S T dot com. That's porkfest.com. dot com. Use our discount code. Save yourself twenty percent on that early bird registration. The code is Free Talk Live. Just run it all together as one word: Free Talk Live. And once again, go to porkfest.com to get registered for that. In fact, uh, John Kurtz is with us calling from Orlando, Florida. He is the guy, we talked about him on Friday night. Uh, He is one of the civil disobedience uh, superstars that is down there in Orlando, has been out doing civil disobedience on his own now for for quite a while, heroically so, uh, because there don't seem to be a whole lot of other people, at least kind of in the civil disobedience camp uh, that have joined you yet, John, because it's it's tough to convince people to do this stuff. Uh, Are you there? Yes, I'm here. Now, John, you were actually at the Porcupine Freedom Festival, I believe, for the first time last year. Since we've got you here, what were your impressions?
5: Well, you know, I mean, I uh, you can ask my friends. I don't think a day goes by where I don't scream Fest, baby, or something like that. And, uh, <laughs> something cool happens. So it's, it's almost become like a an adjective, a verb, and a uh, let's-go-party phrase. So <laughs> you know, we'll, we'll all be back up there. We love Porkfest. There's really nothing like it. You can't even you guys explaining about it uh it, it just you, you can't even do it justice the the feeling you get yeah. surrounded by so many just brilliant liberty minds. Uh, it's, it's really quite, quite
0: incredible. Did you find any inspiration from Porkfest? Because it seems like after Porkfest, all of a sudden Orlando broke out onto the scene of places where things are happening. I mean, there was always stuff going on in Austin and, and Phoenix. Uh, but just it was like after Porkfest when you guys were there and then you went back and then all of a sudden you started going out and doing this civil disobedience activism. Was there some level of inspiration there, too?
5: I mean, you can't help but be inspired, uh, surrounded by so many great people. I mean, that was actually the first time I met Julian Was was at PortFest, watching the, the panel on Fiji and, and everybody's different techniques. And that's really what made us here in Orlando decide we really have to step up the Fiji and, and really start making that happen. Um, so, I mean, that was a big thing. And, of course, uh, just in general, a lot of the things you do in Keene, um, the different kind of civil disobedience, it uh, really inspired us. And uh, a lot of us got out there and said, you know, what's, what's the best... Uh, a civil disobedience acts that we can do that'll give us the best you know, the best PR and, and really try to advance the ideas of liberty and the ideas of just civil disobedience in general, because I think people need to know that you can break bad laws uh, if, if they're unjust, that uh, you can break them, and if you do it in the right way, in the right context, with the right uh, you know, public relations spin on it, you'll, you're usually going to be successful. So that's really what we've been trying to uh, focus on here.
0: Yeah, one of the first things you did was uh, violated the homeless feeding ban where the city council had banned uh, feeding the homeless. Was it was in two blocks of the the city, city hall? Two, two miles. Oh, two miles. Yeah. Okay, I couldn't recall which one it was. Two miles within city hall. You went out, you did it on the front steps of city hall. Oh, that's funny, that's the example I used for
1: one of the things that I thought would be a good battle to pick.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they've they've had a couple of really good instances down it's hard there to argue with so, that
1: one. Yeah, kudos to you guys. I think you picked a really good you picked a really good thing to disobey on.
0: So now today, well, Ju- Julian Heichlin, as we explained, came back. Uh, he stayed in Orlando, I guess, over the weekend. Uh, was out there on Friday at the courthouse, violating this judge's order. To not hand out information to potential jurors, to actual uh, selected jurors. The court claimed the reason they didn't arrest him was because he didn't actually hand any information to jurors. So, to kind of re up the ante, Julian came out again bright and early this morning and actually did hand out information to jurors because apparently there weren't any around on Friday. Uh, So, again, just staring down this judge, uh, so to speak, uh, figuratively, and they did nothing to him. And I presume you were there to see it all happen.
5: Yeah, I was there, and, you know, they they make this claim um, that on Friday that he didn't hand any to actual jurors, and I really don't – I think that's kind of a a nice little PR spin. I think the reason I didn't do it on Friday is because we had every local news station, uh, TV station, newspaper, radio – all there, giving them interviews and with video cameras, uh, watching what's going on and recording it. But so I think that's really why, uh, you know, he wasn't arrested on Friday, and I think that's probably uh, in a big way why he wasn't arrested uh, today, because today mm. there's there was no question. There was people's jurors' badges, some jurors. Absolutely, all the place
0: he nailed it today. Can film. you hang on with us for a bit, John, and uh, talk sure. talk some more about this? All right, hang on. We'll get sure. more from John Kurtz. He was actually on the ground today with Julian Heiklin as he violated this judge's order and got away with it. It's free. Talk Live. This is Free Talk Live. The toll free number for you to take control of the airwaves is 1 800 259 9231. that number brought to you by SACL CAI 800 259 9231. Join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features you'll find there completely free. We got different stuff like the news updates. You can get signed up. We'll keep you in the loop whenever there's something you need to know about Free Talk Live. You can sign up for our emailed updates or follow us on Twitter or Facebook or do them all. Go to news.freetalklive.com and you'll find that it's all free. That's news.freetalklive.com. Intern
2: for Liberty. Make a difference. Get experience and Get paid. The Institute for Humane Studies is seeking undergraduates, graduate students, and recent graduates for its summer internship programs. They have internships in all kinds of journalism and public policy. The internship includes a generous stipend, housing assistance, career workshops, and training throughout the summer. Uh, the graduates have gone on to places such as ABC's 2020, The Financial Times, Washington Post, The Wall Street Journal, The Economist, Cato Institute, and more. Visit LibertarianInternships.com for more information. You got to sign up there to receive the updates and the reminders. This is a great opportunity for somebody who's in college that has a uh, liberty mindset to, you know, even if you don't intend to go on to this in a career, imagine what this looks like on a resume. It certainly looks better than working at the local grocery store during the summer or the or the, the mall, com.
0: All right, so 1-800-259-9231. John Kurtz is with us on the line from Orlando to kind of give us an inside scoop as to what happened today as Julian Heichlin was again, uh, I guess, in a uh, – a stare-down contest with a man in a robe who had issued a, an order uh, several weeks ago saying that no one was allowed to distribute information to jurors uh, at the Orange County Courthouse Complex, which is a huge facility that uh, occupies approximately four city blocks and you are not allowed according to the judge to be anywhere on that piece of property whether it's in the parking lot or standing outside the building or inside you're not allowed to hand out information to jurors you're not allowed to talk to jurors you're not allowed to look at jurors I mean he just really uh, put down this this very intimidating order threatening people with felony charges of jury tampering threatening people with contempt of court if they came and they did this and Julian Heichlund came and he did it on Friday and they said well we're not going to arrest you because there aren't any jurors here and so he came back this morning when there were definitely jurors there and handed out this information and definitely handed out the information to known jurors, including a man wearing – oh, I'm sorry. Your uh, mic was turned off. I apologize. With badges on. Yeah, with an actual juror uh, badge identifying them. And he did it in front of – a law enforcement officer who should have, uh, you know, followed the judge's so-called order and arrested him, but didn't. And John, uh, was it just Julian who was handing these out, or were you backing him up too, or were you just there to uh, to watch the fun? It
5: was, yeah, it was just Julian handing them out. We had some other people there in, in support roles, uh, you know, folding the flyers for them, handing mm-hmm. them. I was there really uh, mainly with a video camera, making nice. sure that if anything happened, I got it on tape. Um, it, it, I think. Um, yeah, we, we we've been fighting this a couple ways uh I, I was on your show uh about a month ago when when the judge first issued this this ridiculous order and um you know my feeling was we're not going to let this stand One way or another, we're going to beat this, we're going to attack it from all angles. Uh, As you guys know, the the ACLU and and the the very uh, nationally known first uh, rights attorney, Lawrence Walters, has taken up the case on behalf of Fiji. So I think that was a really important step. But I think uh, at least as important is the civil disobedience and PR uh, sort of aspect of it. And and that's really what we accomplished uh, over the past couple days, because now... You know, now the judge is going to have to make a decision now. You know, when am I going to enforce this? If not now, when? Mm-hmm. And there's not only the legal precedent of if he enforces it in the future, but didn't with Julian, uh, it's a selective enforcement. But there's yeah. also sort of the, the, the public perception of why are you arresting this guy? I, th- I thought this was fine. This guy went out there three times in a row and was not arrested. So I think we really got them in, in a really good spot, attacking them from all angles, and, and we're going to win this here in Orlando.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I think that you you make a great point about the civil disobedience. And it was one of the things I was disappointed with the Fully Informed Jury Association speaking out against uh, the civil disobedience, as I understood it. They they didn't want anybody to get arrested. It's, it's not because they were against civil disobedience. They just don't want people to get arrested in the name of their organization.
5: Yeah, and I can understand where they're coming from. Um, the, the attorneys I consulted with and the attorneys that are actually now on the case, Um, It sort of hinted that if if there was somebody that was arrested over this, um, you know, and he he ended up going to trial for whatever reason over this, the uh, the the lawsuits that were putting into place would be would be held up because they need to see what's going to happen with the criminal side first. So Mm -hmm. it's very understandable where uh, Fiji was coming from with this, but I think we were uh, very careful. I think Fiji was very clear in disassociating themselves directly. From this, um, the pamphlets that we handed out were, uh, they didn't say Fiji on them. So I think we were very careful. It was the same basic information, but just didn't say Fiji on them. So I think we were pretty careful to make sure we didn't, uh, you know, cut off our nose to spite our face here and just had all ankles covered. Without um, hurting each other's efforts,
0: so Plus I think the, it was important. Yeah, and it's a great another example of how it is, how important civil disobedience is to bring attention to an issue. Look, I know that the, you know, the people out there doing politics and working within the system want to have news reports about what they're doing, but it's just it's not as sexy filing a lawsuit. Uh, It's not as sexy filing a lawsuit about, you know, an order that has been filed in a court. uh, That's just paperwork. Yeah. You get a guy out on the street who's actually doing something. That gives the cameraman something to shoot. It gives uh, them someone to interview. And whether or not someone gets arrested, it's still a much more interesting story.
5: Yeah, we had a few good uh, stories and some different uh, local news publications when ACLU uh, did did back FIJIA and did file these petitions against Judge Perry. But, you know, Julian Heichlin has been on the front page of the Orlando Sentinel for the past three days. Wow. It's going to be the front page tomorrow. Uh, And that's a big deal.
6: Um, It's a big paper.
5: And this is what it's really all about. I mean, it's about getting the message out there to as many people as possible, people that are now going to look into juries' rights and jury nullification, look into Julian Heichlin, look into civil disobedience and things like that. And I think that's really the ultimate goal, to expose as many people as possible to, you know, uh, liberty. So,
0: Absolutely no, right. So what's what happened. well, okay. So what's next for Orlando? I mean, obviously this is a big victory today. But Julian Heichlin doesn't live there, and he's not going to consistently uh, continue to go out and violate this ban. He's probably going back home to New Jersey or going to continue his tour of uh, doing outreach at federal courthouses and getting arrested for it. So uh, are you guys going to step back up and take in uh, you know continue the role of handing out this information?
5: Um it's not hundred percent clear if we're going to jump if uh, some of us as individuals are going to decide to jump right back into it um I, personally, I have some things that I can't really do right now. I have a felony that I need to go to court for very mm. soon. What was so that I need to kind of stay about it's a uh, assault on a police officer uh' it's completely made up. It was during a top watch event when the uh the police officer assaulted me, stole my camera and uh, threw me in a cage so um that was unfortunate. Oh, wow. But still, it's a serious charge, and I, I need to take it seriously. Unfortunately, um, this is but,
0: why um, this is why numbers are so important. Because eventually, somebody like you, John, or myself, or somebody else who's gonna, you know, put ourselves out there doing civil disobedience, we end up getting loaded up with charges. And at some point, you're out on bail, and if you get arrested again, you go you go into jail, and you can't get, you, you can't take there, care of anybody. You sit there for months. You can't do your work. You can't get anything done. And you know, you and I are, are both people that have other things that we do. We're not just 100% of our time doing civil disobedience. So I totally understand uh, where you're coming from, which is why it's important to have, you know, new people coming into the movement and like we have here in New Hampshire, new uh, new people joining in and, and getting active uh, to kind of have another wave, so to speak, of civil disobedience after the initial folks uh, end up getting too many charges.
5: And before um, before Julian had made the decision to come down, at which point our plans changed a little bit, uh, there was some talk amongst the activists of having 10, 15, 20 people out there all handing out this information and really just having a, having a group up there big enough to really be reckoned with.
7: That'd be awesome. Um, you
5: know, if they're going to arrest one of us, why that one person? If they're going to arrest all of us, that's quite the spectacle. Yep. Um. So to really limit their options. Um, so maybe that's something we will bring back into play. I know one of the things I really want to do is start handing out the, don't take the plea and don't pay the ticket nice. uh, brochures all over the place personally, um. because I, I kind of, in my spot, at least for the next month or so, I feel a little safer doing that.
0: Yeah, absolutely. i going to keep yeah. fighting it. I know how it is, man. Even though you've got uh, charges on your uh, your record, right. you, you still want to get out there and you still want to get active. And so I'm still out every single day doing the uh, don't take the plea deal. Well, not every day, but I'm out every Monday morning. Uh, and then others do it on a couple of the other days during the week, but doing don't take the plea deal outreach. And that's a great kind of uh, counter because you're still doing outreach at the court. You're still doing outreach that's going to throw a wrench to some extent into the system. The ideas are very dangerous to the system, but you're not outreaching to jurors that don't take a plea deal outreach is, is outreach to any anybody that's a victim of this tyrannical system that's coming into uh to go to an arraignment so if the judge has said you can't hand out a uh, plea deal or you can't hand out fully informed jury information you show up with the don't take the plea deal flyers and you still are ruining that judge's day yeah,
5: I think- a perfect uh, another example of how government regulations don't really help anybody because okay you can't do this one thing okay i'm going to do something that's going to take you off 10 times as worse so uh, you know it should be pretty interesting we're going to do that and uh, hopefully people keep on with the uh the information i think it's very important
0: you guys are doing great work down there john keep us in the loop will you Thanks, a lot. Thanks for the call tonight. That's John Kurtz from uh, Orlando, and shoot, I should have asked him for a website. I know they've got the, the homeless thing. There's a website for that, but anyway, maybe next time. 800-259-9231. You can find them on Facebook. It's Free Talk Live. How does a cruise to Bermuda sound?
2: How about a cruise to Bermuda with Stefan Molyneux, Wes Bertrand of Complete Liberty, and me? This cruise isn't just a convention on the water. It's an unconference where the event is what you make of it. The boat has an ice skating rink, rock climbing wall, miniature golf, and much more. The ship leaves Bayonne, New Jersey in November 2011. But you need to reserve your berth now. They're as low as $535, double occupancy. Go to cruise.freetalklive.com. Do it today. Cruise.freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live, and you can take control of the airwaves. Dial in toll-free. Bring up anything. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. We give you the features. On the site, entirely free. So enjoy those on us. Once again, that's freetalklive.com. And joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Dale. And Mark. All right. As we continue here, we will take your calls about absolutely anything. Of course, there is uh, a lot of news out there about what's going on in Japan. And if you look at the the news media, they will make you believe that everything is completely in chaos over there. That, uh, you know, the, the nuclear... Uh, melting of rods and radiation everywhere, people being tested. And, of course, we need to have the government around to keep us all safe from the uh, the nuclear power plants and radiation, etc. But posted over at uh, LewRockwell.com today or linked from LewRockwell.com over on uh, Japantrends.com is a blog post by Michael Caffarel called Life Continues in Tokyo. Just to kind of give you a perspective from inside Japan without the news media sensationalism. So what are things really like from this this guy's perspective on the ground in Japan? In the midst of the tragic disaster up north, we've been barraged with calls and emails from all over the world wondering how we are. We, like basically everyone in Japan, are doing well, all things considered. Life is certainly different with restrictions on power and limited trains. But if you watch international news, you'd think that all of Japan is underwater and suffering. Miyagi and Iwate are at the center of it all while we are basically experiencing minor inconveniences, and this is important to remember. With the foreign press blowing everything up beyond reality and the Japanese press allowing the government to keep us in the dark, the truth is somewhere in between. Regardless, we all still have to live and keep going. So we went out today to take some photos of people doing their best to live normally and not staying at home watching television. And this is the best we can do as human beings, especially being in a helpless situation as far as the North is concerned. If you have uh, more images, uh, he gives his email address, you can contact him. And he you know, shows pictures from people doing deliveries and walking around in a convenience store, people out picnicking in a park and you know, folks uh, working at restaurants and just things are just going on. Everything's OK, uh, basically, in you know, most areas of uh, Japan. It's not this this crisis uh, from his perspective. I just kind of thought that, uh, that that was interesting. He says there's a noticeable decrease in prepared food. However, there's still enough in stock. And uh, he shows a guy in a grocery store looking at a infinite choice of beverages with which he can wash his food down. So, again, uh, things may be cut back slightly, but everything generally working as it should be there.
2: Well, I was listening uh, on the way to the studio tonight to uh, the Mark Levin show, the the great one. Nah! Mm. Between his coughs <laughs> on air and oh, his boy. Uh, throat clearings and things like that, I, I he made he was making a great point, which is that we were really only had one nuclear disaster. In the history of, you know, of, of Earth, um, it's the Chernobyl incident, which was being run by, well, the Soviet Union. And we we all know how slipshod it is when the government runs everything, mm-hmm. especially the Soviet Union was a really poor choice for these things. They didn't have a, a sort of a re- they didn't have real fail safes in place and that kind of thing. The Three Mile Island. Name. Give me the name of people that died. Give me the name of people that were irradiated. The
1: design of that reactor is massively different. It uses a different coolant than what we use in in reactors in in other places. I right. mean, it was it was a horror. It was a it was the kind of the na- the nature of the coolant was such that if it if you if the control mechanisms were not very carefully in place, it would escalate. The coolant would be, get hotter and hotter and become more reactive as it got hotter. So it was a ticking time bomb in that sense. Whereas um, the you know the water coolant that we use in most reactors, it becomes
2: less reactive the hotter it gets. So it's sort of internally self-regulating to a large extent. And the, so I mean this was this is number three on the list, and it's still no one's been irradiated. They've managed everything's operating as it should. Have there been some uh, some incidents involved? Yes, there's some things to be concerned with, but everything's working. Everything's happening as it should. So. I think it basically people, the news media and, you know, people in general just sort of have this idea that nuclear power is just extraordinarily dangerous. We're going to have a big mushroom cloud if you're not careful. And, you know, those things aren't true. And it's doing everything's doing fine. Nuclear power really could be the way that uh, the wave of the future, the clean energy of the future. But people don't want that. And you really have to ask yourself sort of what do the greeny environmentalists really want from
1: power? Some of them are starting to get it. I, in fact, I just a friend of mine who I would consider a greeny environmentalist uh, um, was recently posted that you know we need safe nuclear reactors and and that a lot of the things like wind power and solar and th- and coal uh, in a disaster like this go away. You know they're gone and and a safe nuclear reactor in fact would. Would be uh can could survive this if it's designed well. If uh, a lot of the problem with some of these is they're old, very old, yeah. even though they're not badly. designed. I don't think they brought one
2: online in the United States in 30 years. If if what I was hearing from Levin was correct, I believe we've reported something similar in this yeah. on this show. Yeah,
1: there there's there's a lot of it's an off it's an awfully big hurdle to get past a lot of the
0: political back, back- backlash. It's be even trying to trying a reactor. It's going to be even more difficult now too. I mean, obviously. Every time something happens, politicians rush to the forefront and they start proposing new legislation uh, that, uh, you know, well, they're going to try to stop these things uh, from, yep. from happening in the future. And they believe that they can do that uh, with, uh, with the legislative process.
2: Well, you know, it's it's sad that a few people just these uh, sort of uh, these activists that, you know, they care very much about this. And I agree that there are bad nuclear power plants out there. There are poorly run ones. But you know these are these are the problem with government monopolies that doesn't really have to do with how uh with the power itself and i think that this is really the you know the, the best choice that we have wind power and solar power those things are great for if you're off the grid or something like that but they're just not as efficient as all these other things, should they be tried sure let 's do that, but mind you, many of the greenie types don 't like wind power either they don 't want it in their backyard. Oh my goodness, it kills the birds, birds. Yeah.
1: Um, well, not to mention the uh, the what it takes to make it is is incredibly energy intensive yeah and so it takes so long um, i, I don 't know i 've heard that they they don 't even outlive the the they don 't outlive their consumption cost. To and create energy long enough to even make to be at all efficient. And that's wait, wait, the thing. I'm, I'm
0: confused. What you're saying? You're saying that it, it takes more energy to actually make the turbines. Well, there's a lot
1: of there's a lot of bad uh, from what I've heard, and and uh, I, I can't. From what I've heard is that the actual construction of them and the you know the the energy that goes into making them and the the materials and all that stuff that they don't pay off in the long run. You know that you they mm. don't you don't get enough energy out of them in the long run to make it worthwhile to make it an efficient power source. I, I've and heard that's that. just wind. The only, yeah, the uh, only... specifically wind is what I heard okay. of. The now, only solar way that panels, it's... from what I understand, they've been horrible in the past, but the technology is improving on them. And the right now, they're incredibly labor intensive. Uh, or in the, or up to recently, they've been incredibly labor intensive. You need trained technicians putting them together by hand, and 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 it's one of those things where they're, they're incredibly expensive to make and everything, and then they absolutely don't pay off uh, in terms of what it takes to construct them but the, the technology is getting better and i think it's going to get it's getting to the point where they are going to start becoming efficient to use that's so. good to know
2: yeah, you know these, uh, and, and when you think about solar power, what good is that in New Hampshire? There's so many places that uh, solar power isn't going to be of much use. You've Got to have sunlight. Yeah, it's 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 fine out, and if you're sitting out in Tucson or right. something, that's good stuff. Um, if you've got those wave generators, that's fine. If you're in Los Angeles, but it's not so great if you're in Topeka. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, power it costs power to transmit power across power lines. That's true. So you need the power where it is, and you know if if yeah, the wind, incredible
1: loss of efficiency over distance. Yeah.
2: There, there's uh, wind turbines are f- uh, fine if you're in the you know a good place for them they're not so fine if you're not in a good place for them you need power in all these places and nuclear energy can provide that it's going to be a lot cleaner than coal or oil and fossil fuels and you can and and it's domestic so it it satisfies a lot of uh, sort of concerns that people have. Okay. I think that uh, electric cars are probably going to get better over time, and so therefore you're going to have the power on which automobiles, uh, you know, locomote, do- produce domestically.
0: I think with enough uh, innovation in the world of uh, nuclear plants, and we've there has been innovation over the last oh, yeah. three Absolutely. decades. It's usually been happening in places like Japan where it's not as heavily controlled as the I think about electric
1: it. cars. Is if you, you don't have a good way to produce the electricity, you're just moving the pollution
0: to wherever the electricity is produced. That much is true. All right, there's more coming up here 800 259 9231. That's the SACL CAI tool free line. You can bring up whatever's on your mind. The cyber war preparing to uh, crank up again. We'll tell you who the hackers or hacktivists will be targeting next. or may already be. It's Free Talk Live.
2: Do you have a product or service that you can sell to a national audience? Free Talk Live is a nationally syndicated talk show on more than 90 talk radio stations from Maine to Hawaii. We've been named Talkers Magazine's heavy hundred list. That's the hundred most important radio talk shows in the nation thrice. And five times the best political podcast from podcastawards.com. You can have access to our 90 plus stations and our large and loyal podcast audience for as little as $500 a month. Contact me, Mark, at freetalklive.com.
0: This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website, freetalklive.com. You head on over there and enjoy the various features you'll find completely free. We've got the Shrine of Female Listeners. The dozens of ladies who've taken the time to send in their validated photo or video showing they are listeners of this program, go to shrine.freetalklive.com. See that, and if you're a lady listener, get details on how to be part of the Shrine at shrine.freetalklive.com.
2: HostGator, it's a worldwide leader for web hosting. They make it easy for you to get your own .com domain name, or .anything for that matter. You can create your very own website over there with their free site builder tools and templates. They have more than 4,500 templates. They make it easy for you to create your own website. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, you can let the experts at HostGator.com. Freetalklive.com host you. You'll get a 99.9% uptime guarantee, a 45-day money-back guarantee, 24-7 technical support, and if you use the portal that we've created for you, hostgator.freetalklive.com, you'll get your first month completely free. It's hostgator.freetalklive.com.
0: All right, so 800-259-9231. Uh, you can bring up anything. The Cyber War... It's about ready to kick up into uh, high gear again. Maybe it's actually happening as we speak. Uh, This article, a few days old, from Motherboard.tv. Last week, the vigilante hacker gang Anonymous declared cyber war on two government employees playing key roles in the detainment of Private Bradley Manning who is the suspected source of the leaked documents published, some of the leaked documents published by WikiLeaks. As uh, as you know, if you may recall, we've uh, discussed Bradley Manning's plight in the past where he's being held in a federal facility of some sort and basically being completely... Uh, separated from any human interaction. He is uh, in the worst kind of solitary confinement yeah, possible. Yeah, he gets
2: visits every now and then, but they they make it as hard as possible on this guy. They, um, they're now having him get up at 4.30 a.m. and to stand there naked for some kind of inspection where no, none of the other uh, inmates have to do it. The, the people in the state departments are saying that he is being tortured. They mm-hmm. didn't treat... Jeffrey Dahmer, the Unabomber, uh, Timothy McVeigh—they didn't treat anybody like they're treating this guy. There, uh, the, I mean, <laughs> there was a guy who spoke out, who was uh, who was asked to re-
1: asked to resign. He was basically fired in the really politically correct way uh, by the Obama administration because he po- he basically pointed out that this was torture and that this was unacceptable. Yep, and now he's. He's gone. He's he's out of there.
2: Well, the Obama administration, uh, the uh, the, liber- the liberals love him, but the Obama administration has been the worst on whistleblowers of any administration ever, and by a long, long shot. These folks
0: it's transparency. Hate- I'm curious. Right, how- this is
1: the transparency we were talking about. I'm you curious know- how how many Bush haters, uh, cause, and I'm among them. I I couldn't stay in the Bush administration. Uh, I'm not a Bush hater. I'm not hating Bush. I don't hate people, or try not to at least. <laughs> but uh, hated the Bush administration. You know the what the they policies. Did. Yeah. What they did. And I wonder how many Bush haters in that respect um, who now like Obama, you know, how are they feeling about people like Bradley Manning, who were who, who whistleblowers in Bush's war? This was Bush's war. And, you know, I wonder how they feel and how do they feel now that he is not now that Obama is, is treating. I mean, he hasn't changed the policy. They the can't be paying much attention. That's
2: all. I, I mean, even even the Daily Show is pointing out that this guy said, "Well, we're going to stop this uh, this Guantanamo Bay thing," and then mm-hmm. well, it was showing that in fact he's going to keep Guantanamo Bay-, Bay going.
0: Yep. Anybody paying attention would have to notice that this guy is George Bush the third, and basically he's continuing the policies, he's increasing them, he's ratcheting them up. Uh, so so, and Anonymous is stepping forward they're going to do something about this and, and you know what there's been very little that I've disagreed with as far as what Anonymous has been doing I mean I think that uh, they we know that this kind of the cyber war uh, kicked off when I think it was when they were attacking the government agencies and private companies that are essentially the government's lackeys like Visa and MasterCard uh, they were attacking their websites with denial of service uh, attacks basically shutting their, their web sites down, shutting their operation down. Um, And they did that in response to these companies essentially doing the government's bidding by shutting off their uh, the, the ability for WikiLeaks to receive contributions from its supporters and so anonymous stepped up they took those uh, they gave those companies a spanking they hacked I think it was the Swiss government's website or one of the uh, Switzerland one of the other uh, the, uh, the their government's websites because they were involved as well with shutting down a bank account uh, that WikiLeaks had and you know, the question was well what's next what are these guys going to do after that and here's something that they're up to the group has called its uh, members, called on its members to gather information on Department of Defense Press Secretary Jeff Morrill and Chief Warrant Officer of the Quantico Military Brig Denise Barnes. Their demands in what has been termed Operation Bradical include granting Private Manning sheets and blankets for his bed, reading material, clothes and a ball because this man is being held in the most depraved of solitary conditions i mean they are torturing him with lights on all day from what i understand obviously cold temperatures giving him no sheets for his uh for his bed if waking even up stripping him up naked night. every night if he even has a bed with which on which to sleep, they may be just be forcing him to lay on a, a concrete slab. I I haven't heard an update recently on what has been going on, but I remember the last time I heard he was uh, just you know all, almost completely being cut off from. I mean, even the attention of the guards. He's not even really able to uh, to interact with them either. So he's completely cut off from from for the most part from human interaction, which kind of puts you in a place where well, you're going to go crazy.
8: That's what I was
1: going to say. I mean, they're saying that he's holding up pretty well, and all I can think is he's some kind of emotional, psychological titan, Mm -hmm. if that's the case. Because any normal person under those conditions, it's amazing uh, if he's not not suicidal by now. Well,
2: it's got to help that he knows that that's what they're trying to do. So, you know, if you know what what the torture is about and if you know what it is that the torture is trying to accomplish, then it's got to be somewhat helpful. Right. I mean, does that make sense? I if, I, I
1: guess I just I, I don't know how much that can help in a situation like that where you're completely helpless. You're cut off from any kind of support that any kind of support network that might help you through something like that. Um and and everyone around you hate, seems to hate him. Everyone around him seems to hate him. Uh, they've already judged him. He's already guilty as as far as they're concerned. Mm. Um, and they're already punishing him. He's he hasn't had a trial, obviously, and. It's just, it just this, I think there's just driv- driving into him this sense of hopelessness and despair. And there's no support for him. And there's, there's all these people out here who support him, and then probably in the millions, but
2: he can't hear them. He can't, he can't right. get any sense of that.
0: What are they supposed to do?
2: Well, he he does get visitors. Uh, He does get a particular visitor on on an irregular basis if they can't stop the guy from coming in for Mm -hmm. whatever reason. So he has some uh, concept of what's going on, right? But but I I hope
1: so. I hope he's at least getting the word that there are there so many people but it's, that it's support it's discouraging
2: him. as heck. I mean, you know, what are you going to do if, if you support Bradley Manning? What are you going to do? Donate to his legal fund? Okay, I did that. Um, what are you going to do? Put a big sign on the road that says free Bradley Manning? What's that going to do? I mean, you just don't know what It's frustrating.
0: To so Anonymous has figured out what to do, and I, I think it's a pretty interesting idea. They're going to attack his captors 800-259-9231 with a cyber attack of course uh 1-800-259-9231 we'll tell you more about it in moments free talk live This is Free Talk Live. You dial in toll-free, take control of the airwaves, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231, the SACL CAI toll-free line, 1-800-259-9231. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And, and Dale, Dale with his mouth full. I'm sorry, I didn't look over there.
1: <laughs> you handed him that sheet so I thought, oh, well, I don't have to talk for about 30 seconds. I wasn't paying
0: attention. <laughs> normally, I, normally I look and to make Dale. sure has their mouths
1: full. <laughs> I wouldn't have stuffed my mouth if I thought I had to talk. Yeah. I just saw you I thought I saw Mike Mark was about to do something so
2: Have you ever considered taking your case to court without an attorney? Jurisdictionary is a course for people who don't have lawyers who have to know what it takes to win, like you know motioning the court, getting evidence, uh, doing all the things that you need to do, change of venue th- those kind of things, and for people with lawyers who need to know what their lawyers should be doing and how to minimize legal fees and maximize winning maximize winning. It works for plaintiffs or defendants. It costs less than an hour with any good lawyer, and it's so easy the average eighth grader could go through the complete four-CD course in a single weekend. I've got the course. I've taken it. I'm taking it again. You can get it at Jurisdictionary.com. This is the kind of uh, civics education you should have had in school,
0: Jurisdictionary.com. So the – Operation Bradical is getting ready to uh, kick off sometime, I believe, this week. The folks from Anonymous have made a threat. Uh, they have sent a demand, a list of demands to the Department of Defense's uh, Secretary Jeff Morrill and Chief Warrant Officer of the Quantico military brig Denise Barnes, demanding, uh, you know, crazy things like that this man be allowed to have sheets and blankets for his bed. Reading material, clothes and a ball, Bradley Manning we're talking about. And he's being it'd be held... nice to have
2: you know, just a ball to bounce off the wall.
0: Yeah. I mean, how really, this is a security risk. Come on. Does he Is he allowed books? Is he allowed? No, he's being held in, in total solitary confinement. I within... think he gets,
2: I think that by law they have to give him the Bible, and that's it.
0: So uh, one week reads anonymous crowdsour- crowdsource document listing its demands. Otherwise, we will continue to dox and ruin those responsible for keeping him naked without betting, without any of the basic amenities that were provided even to captured Nazis in World War II. The top of the document bolsters the threat with we're in the ruining business and business is good. So U.S. law enforcement agencies took an interest in the threat and have enlisted the help of counterintelligence agencies. Any threats to Defense Department information systems and networks are taken seriously, said Quantico spokesbureaucrat, whoever. The intent or stating that you are going to commit a crime is a crime in itself. So they're, again, once again, upsetting the federal government with uh, their threats because the federal government knows they're going to make good. The last time good. the
2: federal government tried to come after Anonymous, they got their butt handed to them.
0: The, uh, you mean the H.B. Gary situation? Yes. They're actually going to mention that here in a moment. We'll bring you up to speed on that. Uh, but, yeah, they know that the Anonymous guys are actually going to you know do something here, and they're scared about that, and they should be. And, you know, this, this news story kind of br- brought me around to a discussion that we've had in the past on this program. Uh, There have been a few instances where our friends up here will get arrested in New Hampshire because we're all here for the Free State Project. And some things that free staters do, uh, the activists here and also New Hampshire natives, liberty lovers, uh, some things that liberty activists do here in New Hampshire involve a little bit of risk. Sometimes people get arrested. And uh, when that happens, in some cases, the arrests are particularly egregious where a police officer may lose control and – you know, get a little bit violent uh, during that arresting process and people are less than happy with that. And they want to know what to do. In the past, people have done candlelight vigils outside of the police officer's home or outside of the, uh, the man who wears the robe outside of his home as well to kind of send a message, uh, you know, an unspoken message, uh, ver- a visual message. That yep, I'm one of those people that did that quite frequently. I was there at a number of them myself and I fully support the concept. But there were some people within our movement who did not support the concept uh JJR Thursday it, night co it makes me uncomfortable I've got to say I mean was uh, was he was very uh, vocal against uh, against doing this and it just Looking at what Anonymous is planning here, if the keen bureaucrats thought candlelight vigils were bad, you know, <laughs> entirely peaceful people standing across the street on public property from their homes, holding candles peacefully if for an they... hour, not late at night right. not in, not trying to interrupt
1: sleep, not, trying, not, not especially like during dinner time or anything like that. Just an yeah. hour. Look, we're here. We have there's someone we care about and you hurt them and we're just expressing our concern for them. Yeah. I mean, that, that's it if That's they thought was.
0: that that was bad wait till anonymous gets a hold of you right i mean these guys can do all kinds of things that are you know on the surface they're nonviolent but they are certainly monkey wrenching i mean oh, they're yeah. going to they're going to try to ruin these two bureaucrats somehow now, i don't know what doxing is do you know what that means to dox how, how is it D-O-X, spelled oh. d o x I don't. It seems like it seems like a hacking term. If one of y'all could check that, that'd be great. Um, what is what is doxing? Because that's what they're saying they're going to continue to do, uh, and they say they're going to ruin those responsible. Now I don't know what that
2: means. In, in, uh, oh my goodness! Dox or being doxed in terms of online forum sites is the physical equivalent of being butt raped in real life. Just as all the greats have, when a person is doxed, all the all their personal information is made available for all users to see. Names, Mm. addresses, telephone numbers, school, work are not spared. And this usually leads to the person ceasing all ties with said websites, if not the Internet as a whole. Mm. Lovely.
0: So that's good. So spreading uh, the information of these government bureaucrats. These people think they can get away with this. They, it's been something that they've been getting away with for the longest time. They can just torture people. They can keep yeah. them without sheets. We know our friends have been put in jail cells and they've been subjected to very low temperatures and they've had clothes stripped from them and they've been not allowed to, you know, to have uh, warmth essentially. So this is not an uncommon thing that happens yeah, torturing it's, people. It, it's torture. It's 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 you know, it's a low level of it's torture. It's not sticking it's bamboo shoots under
1: fingernails right. and things. And so it doesn't. so I don't know if people are reacting to that word like torture.
0: Uh, it's a lower making level. Making them it.
1: extremely uncomfortable, you know, for long periods of time. Yeah, but. it's
0: easy to say if you haven't been subjected to it. Right. right. So uh, so now these government bureaucrats who've been so used to getting away with this sort of abuse of human beings, now Anonymous is stepping forward to give them what's for. And boy, I think it is great news. Good on them. I hope they dox them all over the place. I'm not gonna lose any sleep over these for these guys. No, you know. You know, they Um, could treat this guy humanely. This
2: is really the solution to the government problem we have is people being held responsible, people in the government. In real life, being held responsible for their actions. I mean, You mean outside think, of the well, system? The, the core of the problem is there In is general. no
1: accountability. There's no accountability. Within the system, there's no accountability. Within the system. And this is some kind of
2: accountability. If the system didn't want crap like this to happen, then it should hold its den, denizens responsible. They're not responsible for their actions. Being held responsible will cause them to act in a fashion that is responsible. Currently, that's what we have in our government bureaucracies, up and down, top to bottom, people that see that they have no responsibility for their actions. So they'll do whatever they're told, whatever they feel like.
0: And there are, in many ways, these positions of power, especially jailers' positions, attract uh, some sadistic folks as well. So, in addition, you get people who are – they know they're not responsible. They know they're insulated. They know they're protected by the system and they're sadists on top of that. Well,
1: it's – and there's the Stanford experiment. I mean, to the to whatever degree they are sadists, that's going to be brought out by this by this environment. The nature of this environment is such that it induces that. So, So, it's going to be – However, however sadists they are, they'll be more so when you put them in that position of being a, in charge of prisoners. Right, especially they military.
2: To, they don't have to be a sta- statist to begin with in order to do this. But the fact is that uh, you know, the experiment, the Stanford prison experiment, does show that people put in those circumstances will act like sadists. If you it's act true. like a sa- normal folks, yeah. just normal people randomly selected from a group. So if you have normal people that will act like sadists in these circumstances, then what kind of people will be attracted to the job? Now, I can't Mm -hmm. say that, but it seems like it would be, you know, it it would seem like more sadists would be attracted to that job. I'm not willing to say that these people are in the beginning, but I, I do see the science that will cause them to.
0: So the most recent anonymous victim to get a good doxing was Aaron Barr of H.B. Gary Federal, a U.S. security firm that boasted of their plans to reveal the names of anonymous leaders to the Financial Times. The hacker swarm descended at the news, breaking into Mr. Barr's email account and publishing 71,000 internal emails. Revealed in those emails was a proposal from H.B. Gary to the law firm that represented Bank of America, planning to use cyber attacks, misinformation, forged documents, and even blackmailing to discredit WikiLeaks. Aaron Barr later resigned his position as CEO of HB Gary Federal, according to AnonNews.org. The group's news site basked in their success, posting, Poor Aaron Barr. Wait, no, that guy was a dick. At least we destroyed him anonymous style. 800 259 9231. You can take control of the airwaves. The cyber war continues. Here in moments, this is Free Talk Live. We wouldn't be where we are without our amplifiers. Their $3 per month helps us spread Free Talk Live and gets them access to perks at amp.freetalklive.com. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free and take control of these airwaves, 800-259-9231. That number brought to you by SACL CAI. It's 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And if you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, you can become an amplifier for as little as $3 per month. We'll take that money in, reinvest it into this program, get on more radio stations around the country, and bring more internet listeners on board, exposing new people to the ideas of freedom. So go to amp.freetalklive.com and get access to perks like the AMP-only call-in lines, the AMP-only forum, and podcast, and more. Go get the details, get signed up with any major credit card through PayPal or Visa and MasterCard right on our website at amp.freetalklive.com. I want you to imagine
2: opening your front door and coming face to face with your identity thief. The criminal who uh, wasn't content just to steal your bank accounts and use your credit cards. This guy knows where you live and he's stalking. Um, he's taking out your house and your family. That's what Fox News reported on about one woman. Fortunately, she had advanced warning from LifeLock. She said without LifeLock, she wouldn't know where the th- the, even the thieves were coming. And added, LifeLock services are legit, they do what they say they'll do, and it's worth it. I don't want you to suffer the personal and financial firestorm that identity theft brings. Protect yourself and your family with the same identity theft program that I use. LifeLock. LifeLock is the best, and it's guaranteed. So join me on my mission that none of you will fall victim to to identity theft this year. I need you to call now because I was able to get you a 30-day bonus of LifeLock protection and a free document shredder. You can do this for yourself and your family. You call 1-800-242-2693. It's 800-242-2693. One more time, that number for LifeLock, 1-800-242-2693.
0: All right, is our number here. You can uh, take control of the airwaves as we continue with the news, and we'll get right back into your calls here in a moment. just want to give you the rest of the news about Anonymous and their plans to take on or take down, or dox, as they call it, the uh, The lady in charge of the Quantico military brig, Denise Barnes, as well as Defense Press Secretary, Secretary of Defense, uh, excuse me, Department of Defense Press Secretary Jeff Morrill. Two of the people that they deem to be the most responsible for the way that Bradley Manning is being treated or rather mistreated uh, in a very inhumane fashion at the Quantico military brig. Uh, They are making they made a list of demands uh, that must be met in order to give this man some sheets and blankets on which to sleep. It's crazy.
2: Crazy Clothes out- to wear.
0: Such
1: outrageous demands, man.
0: Yeah. And if they don't meet these demands, they are going to uh, go and dox these folks, and that means essentially reveal all their private information online for the entire world to see, as they did with HB Gary uh, executive Aaron Barr, who was running a financial, excuse me, a uh, security firm that was boasting of their plans to take down the anonymous leaders, or at least I reveal their could, names.
1: I wish they could find out who the specific people inside the prison are who are doing some of these things to him. Mm. I wish... They- Go after those guys. Uh, you know nice. the tip of the spear. That's uh, they get off way too easily sometimes. Everyone is oh well, they're just following orders. I that, that is such a pathetic excuse. Well, it's for doing evil.
0: It's somewhere to start. I mean, if they go after yeah, the, that's the true. if they go after the warden of the prison, there's a good chance that she may. Try to adjust the behavior of her underlings. So that's that's true. So uh, Aaron Barr, by the way, this guy from HB Gary, later resigned from his position in the organization, according to anonnews.org. The range of this hacker's gang's power is so far is ostensibly without borders, as the world's governments, corporations, and social networks rely more heavily on internet-based systems. The abilities of groups like Anonymous will swell accordingly. What started as a group happy with torturing ex-girlfriends' Facebook accounts via 4chan has burgeoned into a faceless. Or- organization with the cojones to publicly announce plans to enact a complete communications shutdown of a military brig you mean
2: these ex-girlfriends are getting off now running around <laughs> doing whatever they want if the
0: group is successful it won't <laughs> be long until they're listed as a terrorist organization at this point however the only one behind bars is still bradley manning whose treatment is now so repulsive that it even lies beyond what at least some of the most devoted Obama admirers are willing to defend, according to Glenn Greenwald from Salon. The mistreatment of Private Manning justifies Anonymous's plans for most, but mob mentality has never been credited with rationale. Anonymity within a mob setting, combined with the actions of the mob itself, allows the people the freedom to smash, burn, or beat whatever and whomever they want, to paraphrase from How Stuff Works' article on the subject. But when the mob's members have their fingers on the switches of a Department of Defense security framework, As it will with its current plan, the faceless internet marauders will have to learn to dox with accountability. So, I say more power to them, go get them, because these people are scum of the earth, as far as I'm concerned. Treating another human being like this, they should be ashamed of themselves, and clearly they are not. So, it is going to take Anonymous to shame these people into doing something differently. Well,
2: uh, another point to be made here, because many people feel like Private Manning, um, that th- these WikiLeaks are, in fact, Private Manning's leaks. And, uh, you know, they, they're just. Believing that, that at this point there is no proof. There's, there's no link mm-hmm. between them. Um, but they also believe that he, uh, you know, he violated an oath. And I, I gotta say that, uh, to some extent that's true. Now, of course, uh, some would say that this oath was to enemies, foreign and domestic, and that those enemies were, are, <laughs> quite frankly, that there are enemies within the United States government and those people are lying, cheating, and stealing uh, the American people's money. But, you know, one can make these, uh, these arguments. But the thing that needs to be pointed out here is that there isn't a criminal that has been treated like Private Manning up to this point.
0: Jeffrey not even Dahmer, Sadat Hussein. You yeah, I mean, <laughs>
2: maybe, maybe you can talk about the guys from Guantanamo, but not inside the United States. Right. Uh, you know, private Ma- uh, Jeffrey Dahmer. You 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 list off the 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 killers, the sick weirdos, yeah. and they don't amount to this one guy who was trying to bring account. I guess trying to bring accountability to his government, releasing stuff that the government had done. You know, in in an anti war protest. I,
1: I, I recall when I was in the military that, you know, understanding that if you're given an order that is an, a, considered an unlawful order, you disobey it. And then it, that's the, the proper thing to do. If you're loyal to this whole notion, if you're loyal to your country, you disobey what's called what's considered an unlawful order. But you know they or, don't
2: mean it, right? I mean, well, yeah, of course. Isn't that what, of course. what, what and this really is, goes under? But then
1: this is what's happening is you have a guy who really does mean it. Like, yeah, I, I felt like, you know, he felt like... He was that. That's exactly what happened. Is that he was disobeying something that was that should have been disobeyed because something was screwed up higher up.
2: Yeah, they're going to have a heck of a time defending against that particular issue, and I think that's why they're punishing him as they are now because they understand that this kid's going to get off. I'd really love to see that happen. He's got some of the best legal minds in the country um, defending him
0: if his mind isn't warped by that time. Well, yeah, that's what they're hoping
2: to do, Ian. They're hoping to torture this
0: guy into jello by that time, so. they, you know, they don't look as bad. Um, I I, f- I fully support any kind of uh, peaceful action against these sick government uh, captors. I, I think they're right on the right track here. And I, I, good I, on them.
2: I, I, I'm beyond peaceful action. I'm I'm for nonviolent action. You see, I think there's a real difference here. Um, action that doesn't physically harm someone else. Uh, if if you're talking about uh, going after government computers, so, go after so them.
0: So like pour sand, uh, pouring pouring uh, s- uh, sugar in their gas tank. That'd be all right. I
2: don't. I don't see the point in going after an individual's gas tank. Mm. I think that this is a government. It's individuals that do this. This is a governmental issue, and but I think it's that,
0: individuals that act out the, these these functions. Yeah, I I'm, mean, th- these guards could, as as Dale pointed out, these guards could say, "What are you talking about? I'm not going to pre- prevent this man from having a blanket. I won't be a part of this," and right. they could walk out of their job. Well, that's what—that's exactly I would just what they would do it. do it. I would just give
1: them the blankets yeah. and stuff if I were in that position. And then if they fire me, they fire me. Then, but I'm not going to. Lo- I wouldn't. I wouldn't torture someone to keep my Absolutely. job. Absolutely. Let's continue I, I, here. And I, and I wish to, I hope. I doubt the guards are listening. But if they were, I would say, look, you, you don't torture
0: someone to keep your job. I have no sympathy for you. Yeah, there's other jobs out there. Let's talk to Jimmy, listening in Ohio. Jimmy, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian Dale and Mark. Jimmy in Ohio. Hey and <laughs> how are you man? Hey, what's on your mind tonight, Jimmy?
7: Good man. You remember me, I hope. Uh, nope, sorry. <laughs> uh well, the musician that like I oh, well dude, I met you we talked for like quite a while. That's cool.
0: There's a lot of folks uh, you know, that you know yeah. come up here and I I hope it's uh it's not a personal thing. <laughs> That's so. cool.
7: I was just I was um curious, like I've been like Facebooking Sam and um uh <laughs> like I don't know if you guys, if you guys saw the end of the uh, where the police shut down the Cub Scout video. That's a feature video right now on Obscure Truths.
0: Yeah, I've seen that video. Yeah, I, I haven't. Know. The Cub Scouts were selling cotton candy here in Keene. <clears throat> the cops shut them down.
7: Yeah, and um, well, there's like I, 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 there's I have like seven songs recorded with Sam, and I was wondering, you know, if he was gonna play, if he was gonna do any more because I really enjoyed the. I've listened to myself like on it, like you know. No, no it's so a great, it's a great it's got question. Um, got a good, uh, really good sound. I like. Yeah, love, like you I said, I mean, you can
0: find him on Facebook and send him a message. I know he's really busy building uh, his house. Uh, you know, he like he left New Hampshire and he he's got a different path in life now, and uh, he's. Wants to build a house on his family's farm in Texas to kind of, I guess, prepare for the financial calamity that he believes is going to occur. And so if he's not responding to his Facebook messages, I I can't help you, man. I thank you for the call and wish you the best of luck. At 800-259-9231, that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. You can take control. Bring up anything. Hour number three is next. This is Free Talk Live. Have you been thinking about starting a website? I'm going to tell you about a great offer from HostGator. HostGator is a worldwide leader for web hosting, and they make it easy to get your own .dot .com domain name. You create your very own website with their free site builder tools and templates. Sign up at hostgator.freetalklive.com to receive your first month completely free. Whether you want a personal blog or a complete e-commerce business website, let the experts at hostgator.freetalklive.com host you. This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Dial in toll-free. Take control of the airwaves. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. And we give you the features on our site totally free. So enjoy those on us. Joining you tonight, it's Ian. And Mark. Dale has to to take off. He's got a a pre-existing commitment. But I wanted to remind you that he's got a website. You can go and visit our friend Dale, uh, co-host, at com, you can look at his uh, excellent artist art cartoon art that he does there he does a, a comic strip and he does it by the oh i don't know how you describe that collection like pay method. pay in advance method uh where once he collects a certain amount of money he will release a fresh comic strip and uh, so you can go and and get him to his next goal of releasing another strip over at AnarchyInYourHead.com if you like it and I do it's a it's a great strip uh plus he's got his own radio show which he does which is called uh, Prometheus Unchained. You can go to FlamingFreedom.com to hear that. That's FlamingFreedom.com. As we continue here, uh, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL-CAI toll-freeline. We're actually going to end up playing a video that Dale had suggested, the audio track from a video that Dale had suggested that we use here tonight. We'll get to that in a moment. It's about a woman and her thoughts about God and the Jap- uh, Japan earthquake. We'll get to you here. I'll get to that here in a moment, or tsunami, I suppose, would be more accurate term. Uh, as we go to your phone calls first we 'll talk to John in Kansas on the amp lines hello John hey guys hey john what 's on your mind tonight?
9: all right, so uh, I got to thinking uh, today about traffic tickets, and uh, just I know it wouldn 't actually uh, work at least in the current system, but i 'd like to think we could get to a point where we could actually argue that the government doesn 't have standing on not only traffic tickets but criminal acts in general, just because they can't produce a victim.
2: Okay. Well, um, you know, we've uh, uh, people have attempted to use this uh, particular defense here in, in in Keene, and I can tell you that so far it hasn't worked.
0: Yeah. I'm not, like, so, show, show me the victim, or uh, I'd like to call the victim to the stand, yeah. and I'd like to call the state of uh, New Hampshire to the stand, that kind of thing. Right.
9: And i though i realize it wouldn't necessarily work in the current situation, but i uh, you would think that at some point we would find a judge who would be more to kind of our understanding that might necessarily go along with it.
0: Well, that would be nice. I mean, that's a nice idea. And Are I you hope talking about a judge who's ready to retire because uh,
2: well, the, yeah. the rest of them are going to be fired?
0: Yeah, that's yeah. that's a nice idea. There's a judge here in uh, Keene, uh, Edward Burke, who is the, the primary judge here. And if you go to com, you'll see plenty of video of him uh, in his courtroom and doing things that a lot of people would disagree, you know, with which they would disagree. Uh, and, but when you talk to Ed Burke outside of the courtroom, he's, you know, a nice guy. And, Mark, you ran into him at the gym once, and he made some sort of comment about how he agrees with, the you know, a lot of the things that – uh, that we talk about, yeah. and uh, but cool. but he's not willing to do anything about it. Clearly, otherwise he could you know, just start turning people loose, or he could just start dismissing cases. And I think Mark's right. I think if a if a man in a position like that starts doing the right thing, that they'll end up being fired.
9: And it, you know, it's really a shame that they that it would actually come to something like that.
0: I agree with you that it's a shame, and maybe, maybe you're right. Maybe there is some way to make this happen through the political system by somehow changing uh, the the system from the inside via some kind of legislative act uh, that would protect judges for doing things like that. Uh, but as so if, far, right?
2: the judges that you do find that do things like that, uh, there's a guy a Buttrick. I think it's John Buttrick, and I think it's in Arizona. Um, it attempted to do something just like that, and basically was it was
0: essentially fired. He was given no cases. Right. So, anyway, what's your plan on making this happen? Just kind of randomly happen into a judge that uh, is the right, the right kind of guy?
9: Mm, No, it'd have to be a slow process, like you said. Something through the legislature. Got it. Uh, Either that, or we just eventually get to the point where we have put in enough of our own "quote unquote" bureaucrats.
0: Well, do you think that's going to happen sometime soon in Ohio?
9: Oh in Kansas? No.
0: Oh okay. I'm sorry, yeah, Kansas, that's where you are. So are you gonna move to New Hampshire then and, and get active uh, in the political system?
9: I'm looking at it eventually.
0: Great. Well looking forward to seeing you and thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. That's great. I mean I support any kind of any kind of change. That moves towards more freedom for people.
2: It's going to take a bunch of different ideas, but it seems like most ideas really require a mindset change. And a mindset change, I think, to some extent, is kind of, uh, you know, has to do with getting enough people in a given area to be talking about things in the same mm-hmm. sort of way. Um, you know, that's why I picked up a move for the Free State Project.
0: Let's continue with Michael listening to WBHP in Huntsville, Alabama. Hello, Michael. Uh,
10: hello there. Yes, i I wanted to say that I've been noticing a lot of people don't know about this, so the news must be getting it down. But uh, I was listening to late night BHP, and they had it down with some uh, Palestinian Martyrs Brigade people, headed Jewish settlement. They went in this one house, very quietly murdered the whole family, mother, father, three kids, and one of them was a three-month-old baby. Mm. And then when that word got out to the streets, the Palestinians over there dancing in the street, whoopee-doo. Something like that. Well, I'll tell you what. I called a Jewish rabbi today here in Huntsville and talked to him about that. So he confirmed that that's, uh, that's taking place. And, of course, he and, me, he and I both agreed to the fact you better believe Israel's Mossad is looking for those people, and they will find them, but I, and they'll take care of them when they do. But anyway, I called the White House, and I called my congressman's office. I told him about it, and I says I don't want any more of our money because I found out we're supporting those murderers. Like that, that $250 million a year and so said, I don't want any more of our money supporting a bunch of psychopathic baby killers. I want the money to stay here in this country.
2: Well, when you say things like that, people also have to, you have to make the point that uh, you know you don't want your money going to Israel either, because the uh, United States shouldn't be taking sides in that particular issue. Um, I'm sure I'd be willing to bet with all of the bulldozers that have run, run over all of the homes in the Palestinian area that there's probably been some three-month-old babies killed. Now, I'll grant you they didn't do it with the butt of a rifle, which has got to be a pretty disgusting and horrifying. And, and vicious way to kill somebody, but running a, a you know a baby over with a with a bulldozer when you don 't see it is just as sick um, and the the government over there doesn 't uh, they don 't take any responsibility the it seems to me the israel israeli government doesn 't take any responsibility for the havoc they 've caused on the other side both of these parties are wrong
0: yeah there 's no doubt i mean there's foreign aid in general should be something that is handled on an individual basis where if you have a country or a you know organization or a group of people that you want to support around the world, and you send them your money on your own volition. And we don't need the government stealing money from people and then sending it to bureaucrats. Thanks for the call tonight, Michael. Appreciate hearing from you at eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one because that's the most important point to make about foreign aid. Uh, the government wants you to believe that this foreign aid money is going to help people around the world, but in point of fact, I mean, that the term aid kind of makes it sound like yeah, it you're helping nice. people, uh, but they are actually helping the bureaucrats because the money's going to the government bureaucrats. Right. It's
2: being given to that other government, yeah. and then that other government distributes it in whatever fashion they wish. And, and those I'm sure some violent. governments are better than others about the distribution. I'm sure some of them take all of the money and buy BMWs and nice homes.
0: Let's go to Edward, also listening in Huntsville to WBHP. Hello, Edward. Edward in Huntsville. Going once. Edward in Huntsville going twice he's gone held on for like what 30, 30 seconds i think <laughs> <laughs> cell phones this busy man. man cell phones <laughs> All right, so uh, Edward feel free to call back 800-259-9231 that is the sacl CAI toll free line. But foreign aid just a and remember it's not we that's sending the foreign aid. It's the federal government. They're stealing the money. They're extorting the money from you for, by the threat of violence and then they're taking that money and they're giving it to other violent men and women uh, around the world and I fully can you know I cannot support that in any way shape or form. I support the ideas of helping people that are in need of help and there are ways to do that without having to you look you- at the j- j- Japanese Situation. I was playing this game on my uh, my Android phone, this little Scrabble ripoff game, which uh, like while you when you finish your turn, it shows you an advertisement and right there on my game was an advertisement to support Jap- you know, the Japanese rebuilding and the, the folks that have been harmed over there. So the marketplace can handle these things. They get the word out. These, they do it uh, such,
2: so much more effectively yeah. than the government. They get so much more money into the hands of the people that need it, as opposed to Absolutely. into the hands of government bureaucrats and uh, the pockets of middle-class government bureaucrats that uh, have nothing to do, no suffering at all.
0: We're going to come back around, though, to this Japanese uh, situation with the, the terrible, uh, tragic you know, destruction, uh, earth, earth, you know, earthquake happening over there. Uh, one lady's got her opinion that it's a good thing. We'll explain to you what she has to say. We'll let her explain herself uh, here in a moment. Also, take your calls about anything.
2: Are you moving to New Hampshire for the Free State Project? Maybe you are already here and need to find a place to call your own. Mark Warden, the Porcupine Realtor, will help you find the perfect property. Do you want a home with 50 acres of land? How about an income-producing building? Perhaps a cabin on a lake or a condo in an urban area. Invest in liberty and property. Contact Mark Warden, Porcupine Realtor. See his banner ad at freetalklive.com.
0: Or visit porcupinerealtor.com. That's porcupinerealtor.com. This is Free Talk Live control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up whatever you want. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. That you'll find there for free. We've got archives, so if you've missed a moment of the show, just click and download. They're yours for free. They're at the top of the website, the last week's worth, you'll see it right there at the top, and then you click into the archive section, and that'll take you all the way back to late two thousand six. All of it's free thanks to Hostgator. Do you have a company
2: that needs to try something new in the area of collections? SACL CAI does collections, early out billing, and they purchase charged off receivables. Sacle's employees are trained in resolving issues for your customers and treating them with respect. They know that not only do you want to collect your money, but you want to keep your clients, too. SACL CAI, you can see their banner. It's the top one at freetalklive.com.
0: All right, 1-800-259-9231. Continuing with your thoughts, your calls. Dave, listening in Indianapolis to WXNT. Hello, Dave. Dave in Indy. Yes. Hey, you're on I'm here. L. Go ahead, sir.
4: Hey, I have a problem with talking about Israeli tanks and bulldozers running bulldozers, right over three-month-old Palestinians. There's never been a confirmed news story of anything like that. It's irresponsible for you to say something like How that. How do
2: you get a confirmed news story of that? I mean, they, it's it's so difficult to do that sort of thing. These no, Palestinians no, 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 don't no, trust no. the Israel, Western news sources.
4: Now, Israel is, in effect, almost exactly like the United States. We do things by law and regulation. They go in, they move the people up, then they bulldoze the houses, it's bullshit.
0: Oh, we for, can't for keep you on the air if you say things like that. Thank you for the call tonight, though. Uh, for whatever reason, my dump button is not working, Board Ops. So I don't know if you got to that one, but I'm not sure what's wrong with my dump button anyway. So he's angry, Mark. He's very upset. Uh, he said it was BS. Um, yeah, what uh, what's
2: say what's being said there? Look, all I can do is report what I read in the news. I'm not over in the Palestinian territories. I've only been there one time uh, when I was going to see the the Church of the Nativity. Um, the suggestion that the Israeli government is like the United States government and only operates by law is clearly a um, a misunderstanding of how the Israeli and government. I don't know anything about the Israeli system. How the United States governmental system works? It the United States governmental system, they do what they want, and then if they get Told no by the courts, then they They operate law. Then they operate uh, by law, so they'll do what they want. Mark, it's all right. In this case, you've got Israeli judges deciding whether or not, um, you know, Jewish judges deciding whether or not Jewish people in Jewish, uh, you know, made uh, equipment can run over Palestinian houses. I don't consider that to be sort of operating by law. Mark, it's okay. These people's houses are their houses.
0: Mark, it's okay. It's it's just well established that governments can take people's houses from them. I mean, eminent domain. it's, It's it happens here in country of the country Trail the Tears.
2: Just go ahead and ask the Cherokees right. how the United it's States the government operates by the law. Hey. Go ahead and ask all the Native Americans how the government has really stuck to their treaties.
0: Mark, this is a nation of laws, and these houses, they need to be taken. The government has determined that it's important that these houses be taken for the good of society. And who are you to question them? I, well, apparently, this I'm is society.
2: The law. Well, yeah, the, the, that's the idea. You the, voted for them.
0: The, the, I didn't vote
2: for them. Now what? It's your system. It's not my system. That's the thing. You see, this is the sad, sad sort of sycophant lockstep mentality. By the way, you could still be on here if you hadn't dropped the S-bomb. Yeah, that's true. Uh, we would have kept you on having this discussion. Had this conversation. You know, uh, you, you can't go on the radio and you can't say things like that. And it, it ruins your credibility when you do. Yeah. But I'm willing to discuss this He issue. can call tomorrow The idea though. that is the Israeli government is somehow just this great one. Do I think that the Palestinians have done a great job of ruling themselves? No. I find that the whole uh, you know the Muslim folks and, and their religion over there and the way or at least their their culture I find it a little disturbing personally, but i 'm looking at it from the western side, and as far as i 'm concerned, people should be allowed to do on their land what they wish, and to take them over is essentially the same thing as what happened here in the United States to the american Indian
0: it 's all right, Mark it was the law. Yeah. Someone wrote some words down yeah. on a piece of paper, and that makes it okay to take people's homes. That's
2: right. You know they, uh, the, the the thing that happened with the Cherokee uh, fifty thousand of them resisting in a nonviolent fashion, trying to uh, set up their own democracy, and they got uh, a few leaders, uh, a few a few Cherokees to essentially sign a treaty, and they moved all of them uh, out mm-hmm. and killed them. Was it fifty thousand or five hundred thousand? I don't know. I you know it's been sometimes well majority rules,
0: Mark. When the majority votes for something, then uh, that's yeah.
2: just the way it is. Yeah, I love I love. You move a bunch of uh, white soldiers to Hawaii, and then we'll vote for statehood mm-hmm. <laughs> that, the, that the natives didn't bother to participate in.
0: Yeah, it's your system. Yeah, stop yeah. your bitching. Yeah, one eight hundred. It's fair. It's just one eight hundred two five nine ninety two thirty one. The SACL C A I toll free line. Let's talk to Steve listening in Illinois. Steve, you're on Free Talk Live. Steve,
6: yes, sir. Hey, you're on the air. Um, I've embraced uh, messianic. Judaism and will die as such. I seem to think it's perfect. I might be biased, but you know, uh, information from uh, Israel is censored to this country. I feel sorry for the last the uh, well gentleman or individual, I guess individual, to have such a slighted uh, uh, attitude. And you know, our foreign aid since uh, our supreme illustrious Supreme Court has now called. Ford Corporation's people with uh, uh, free speech and can give all the money they want is nothing but a boomerang back to the people who voted to them. Isn't that a neat system? And um, I'm just amazed that uh, uh, this goes on in this country year in and year out and getting worse uh, all the time. And um, I've heard you talk about the government. I'll go along with the government being bad, okay? Uh, But the one thing they're really bad at is not carrying a big stick and going with a little carrot. If they would take two or three biggies uh, like the Madoffs out of these three or four corporations that runs this country as we speak and throw them in jail for a change, oh, boy, would you see a change uh, coming uh, in the very – Near future.
0: Well, that's but not going to happen yeah, because the corporations. The, what you're saying
6: the government. is
2: true, but the government is the 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 people who are running the government got there be, through the campaign donations from wealthy people. So the idea that we're going to somehow see the uh, the powerful turn on the wealthy seems really unlikely yeah that's
0: just as likely that the government it's just as likely that that would happen that the government would turn on itself and start putting people like george bush in prison i mean that's also very unlikely and i thank you for the call tonight appreciate hearing from you at 800-259-9231 look The government is not going to solve the problems with the government for the most part, especially at the federal government level. Yeah, okay, we're probably going to see some changes and we are seeing changes like here in New Hampshire where the liberty activists are actually on the ground. They're doing work. They're getting active. They're getting elected. Changes are being made. There's some interesting proposals on the table right now here in New Hampshire. But at the federal level, the idea that uh, (laughs) anything is going to change the status quo is, I think, pretty fantastic, as in fantasy based. Yeah, I, I, you know, I'm not able
2: to find a uh, documented death here of a Palestinian baby killed by a bulldozer, Israeli bulldozer, but I've got all kinds of them. Tear gas death, uh, Israeli terrorists kill a Palestinian baby. I mean, the idea that the most recent death was a child, uh, Israeli child killed by Palestinian. evildoers, no doubt, mm-hmm. evildoers does not you know, it, it, it happens on both sides. Yep. Aggression breeds aggression. Now this Israeli family is going to say, I don't care how many Palestinians we kill, I yep. want blood on my bayonet. And then those Palestinian families are going to say, I don't care how many Israelis I kill, I want blood on my
0: bayonet. And, I don't and it goes back for
2: it. and forth. Back and forth.
0: And I won't pay for any of it. 1-800-259-9231 the SACL CAI toll-free line you can take control, bring up what you want This is Free Talk Live. You can take control of the airwaves, dial in toll-free, bring up anything you want, 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. You can join us on our website at freetalklive.com. What are you laughing at? Sorry. (laughs) I will explain now that I'm laughing on the air. It's uh, Gilbert Gottfried. He's been fired. Uh, from aflac uh, from aflac apparently he was the voice at the aflac duck i guess aflac is what are they an insurance company uh yes i don't even know anyway he's been fired because of his uh so-called offensive remarks about the japanese earthquake and tsunami on twitter he tweeted his uh, twitter is real gilbert all one word uh he tweeted the following jokes and it, it's pretty good you can joke in 100 was it 140 characters on twitter Like to tell a joke in 140 characters? That's pretty good, right? Uh, He says, uh, Japan is really advanced. They don't go to the beach. The beach comes to them. Another tweet said, I just split up with my girlfriend. But like the Japanese say, there'll be another one floating by any minute now. So, anyway, there's your uh, That's what I was laughing about.
2: <laughs> yeah, it's too soon um to be making the the, the, the
0: those kind of jokes. You think but, so? You know, the the comedians Somebody's got to do it though. I mean, I, at some point yeah. someone has to It's always going to be too soon for somebody. Yep, it's right to hear to. one of those jokes? So, 800 259 that's the SACL CAI toll-free line. Uh, you can, by the way, watch us online if for whatever reason you are interested in that. We've got our webcam there. You can go to cam.freetalklive.com to watch and to listen and to interact with our other listeners because our chat room is built into the same page. So, go to cam.freetalklive.com to do that. And thanks to memorydealers.com.
2: Yeah, Memory Dealers is your trusted source for all your networking and telecom accessory needs. They have the world's largest selection of discounted optical transceivers that are 100% compatible with All major networking equipment manufacturers add up to 99% off list price. They also offer great prices and service on used networking equipment such as Cisco routers and switches. In stock, ready to ship the overnight delivery. It's
0: MemoryDealers.com. Toll-free number again, 800-259-9231. Right back to your phone call. Shay, listening in Pennsylvania. Shay, you're on Free Talk Live. Uh,
8: Yes, sir. I just wanted to make a point uh, tonight. Uh, that this country was indeed taken over uh, back in 1913 with the founding of the Federal Reserve and uh, it being put in place in 1914, the following year. Uh, so we have been taken over by uh, uh, the banking cartels, international banking cartels, and so we we don't have our government, and that's the whole point. Uh the other point I wanted to make, it's a little unrelated, was uh I wanted to see what you guys thought about the recent earthquakes. Well wait a minute, oh, hold
0: promise. on. Before you go to the the earthquakes and tsunami okay. as a result sure, of those sure. um I just it really Bothers me the term our government. You said we don't have our government because it's been taken over by the banking cartels. Do you really believe that had there been, you know, I understand the Federal Reserve empowers the government to spend all the money at once. And Worst war, program the United States government has going. Warmonger, no doubt about that. But you don't think the government would be tyrannical and awful in the absence of the, uh, the Federal Reserve? You don't think it was in 1912?
8: Actually actually I do. Um I I'm, I'm actually libertarian. I, I, that language is just so common in our culture it's sure. hard to get away from it. Yeah, I see. Um
0: Because I don't want a government. I don't want the uh, aggressive, violent monopoly. And I know that uh, Abraham Lincoln was not a nice guy, and he came long before uh, you know, 1913. Well,
2: you know, I I, I, uh, disagree with my partner's use of the term government here. I think one can have private uh, place governments. I think that governments can compete with each other. The only thing I've got a problem with is coercion and monopolies. And monopolies have to be held in place by coercion. So really what I've got a problem with is people using the threat of violence to get what they want.
8: Right, and that, yeah, for instance, like the, the tax system in the United States. I mean, we say it's not forced, but yet if you don't pay it, you go to jail at the at the the, the, the end of a gun.
2: Yeah, cl- um, they clearly, uh, so well, it's not forced for them. I mean, just take a look at Wrangle. Uh, right. I mean, he doesn't
0: have to pay. <laughs> anyway, go ahead with your point about the earthquakes.
8: Yeah, I just wanted to see what you guys thought. I know that uh, I heard on, on another channel, the Alex Jones channel here on the GCN network, uh, the... Uh, um, New Madrid Fault Line, they're they're lining up a bunch of people there to do a, a huge, um, I don't know if it's a test or something like that to, to see if they're ready. Of course, they always do these tests before some major event. Uh, I'm not saying anything's going to happen, but it's just really odd. I talked to my aunt recently. There's been over 800 earthquakes. You can Google it. Uh, right there in Arkansas on that fault. They've been small, but, but some of them have actually gotten up to, I think, a 4.6 on the Richter scale. Okay. Um, I wanted to see what you guys thought about that, and um, that's all I got.
0: I guess I'm a little unclear. You're saying that so- they're testing something that's somehow causing the earthquakes? I'm a little well, unclear. No,
8: no, no. There, what I heard on the Alex Jones show was that they were, uh, from some listeners, some callers on that show, that the government is preparing to do a big um, they're going to bring a bunch of troops out have a have a, a mock earthquake, a big fallout. I see. see. Okay. Yeah, and they've actually ordered a couple of million MREs and so forth. Um, yeah. I don't know why they actually ordered those, but there's been several hundred earthquakes over the last six months. And I'm wondering if you guys have heard anything or if you, know, if you think they're building up toward anything here in the States. And if I can make one more point as well – what do you think about this? Um, uh, all of this stuff coming down with these meltdowns in Japan that they've been obviously uh, going back and forth on. Japan's obviously been trying to cover up, but you can't cover up um, plants blowing up, you know, three thousand feet into this into the sky and sending uh, uranium and plutonium all the rest. We got of it pictures every of that because
2: I'm not hearing anything like that. I don't know what you're talking about as far as it, that goes. Uh, there are
8: videos. There are videos on the internet. BBC released it. Reuters. Uh, the AP came out. They had, they actually had an actual explosion. Uh, those towers are 1,000 feet at uh, Fukushima 1. I believe they're about 1,000 feet, and the plume was well over those towers. Uh, they have the towers to protect from planes flying over and so forth, but they were well over the towers. They had metal parts flying in the air and all kind of stuff. Uh, I think two of them have exploded. One of them was a lot larger than the other, and they're worried that Uh, this material is going to get into the jet stream and come over the west coast of the United States. And so I've heard a lot of folks talking, especially today, about people going out and uh, getting uh, potassium iodine uh, and so forth to protect their thyroid glands. Have you heard anything about that? I, no, I
2: haven't heard anything about that. Yeah. What I've heard up to this point is that everything uh, that they had a what uh, what they called a partial meltdown, uh, which right. w- did not release any kind of radioactivity into the environment um, of of any quantifiable amount that they hadn't had any uh, uh, explosions. And I'd they- heard about explosions. That they had yeah, yeah. Uh, Japanese guys in uh, lead suits out there to hosing down the the reactor cores with, and they uh, you know flooded it with uh, seawater and was it bromine or something like that in order to uh, to you know somehow uh, t- take care of it. I don't know. I mean, I, I hadn't heard anything right. like what you're talking about.
8: Well, well, if you go on Infowars.com, uh, there were some major articles that were released uh, well before the BBC even released it, and I got the tweets from BBC about four or five hours later. And they had been saying that there was an explosion, and I thought, well, this is crap because I'm not seeing this anywhere else. Nobody else was covering it. About four hours later, well, they said it might explode, and then they eventually said it did explode, and there are videos on the Internet of of it exploding, I believe, so –
0: yeah, I don't know anything about, you know, what to do if a nuclear reactor explodes. I, if that's what you're asking is for advice, I have no idea. what. Uh, well, I
8: was just wondering if you guys have heard of it because I know the...
0: Yeah, I've seen some headlines about explosions. There's a headline here on the Drudge Report right now about a third explosion raising the specter of a nuclear nightmare. So, yeah, clearly right. there's news out there well, like, about this.
8: They to get, say to get healthy iodine through kelp and so forth. Uh, your thyroid will suck up the radioactive iodine because it can't distinguish. You know, iodine is what helps your your thyroid function properly. And your thyroid cannot distinguish between the radioactive iodine and the healthy iodine. And so uh, if you were to have that radioactive iodine in your thyroid, it would basically rot inside your body and you would die. So what they're saying is to get a healthy amount, maybe one serving of kelp a week, um, it'll keep your... Your thyroid nice and safe, especially for those people on the West, on the West Coast, Coast, right in the, in the jet mm-hmm.
0: stream. Yeah, Interesting. And uh, you know, this is certainly not the uh, health advice show, but people should, should check your claims on that before they decide to go ahead and do that. Thank you for the call tonight. I appreciate hearing from you. To answer your question about the uh, earthquake preparedness drills or whatever that are purportedly planned uh, for Arkansas, I think he said it yeah. was. Uh, yeah, this is not uncommon for the government to do, to put troops in the streets and to run mock. Uh, terrorism strikes and things like that they've done these things before so it wouldn't surprise me uh, that they were they're they're planning on doing something like that 1-800-259-9231 that's the sakel cai toll free line the problem comes in when they start shutting down business and they start shutting down certain areas in order to do these uh these tests and these drills and of course also trains people to be obedient as well at the same time it's free talk live more coming up This is Free Talk Live. You can bring up anything you want. Even in these remaining moments, there's enough time for your calls, your thoughts. 800-259-9231. That's the SACL CAI toll-free line. 1-800-259-9231. Joining you, it's Ian and Mark. And you can join us on our website at freetalklive.com and enjoy the features. there free. If you like the show and you want to help support Free Talk Live, shop with us. Go to shop.freetalklive.com. You'll get links to uh, various different... Amazons from around the world. We've got the US, the UK, the Canada, the German Amazons. You just click in through those links, whichever link is most appropriate for you, and then get your shopping done and feel good because a portion of your purchase price is gonna to go to Free Talk Live. It's basically Free Talk Live gets like seven or eight percent of most purchases. If it's electronics, I think it's four percent and uh, they just cut it off the top of their profits and send it to us for sending them the business, which is pretty awesome. So get your shopping taken care of and do it over at shop.freetalklive.com. We go to James listening in Utah. James, you're on Free Talk Live with Ian and Mark.
11: Hey, how you guys doing?
0: James, great. What's on your mind tonight?
11: Hey, we're you are talking about uh, the Indians' land, and then you talked about people over in Hawaii about that being their land, and then... The Government came in, and then they voted and said, "Well, we'll make it a state
2: yep mm-hmm. well who's
11: how did they get the land? I mean, can I just go to, I wasn't there I could desolate it and just grab up and say, Okay, I get ten acres of this land's mine now so where who who says whose land is whose
2: well, I think that um you know it's what what's one thing's for sure right is like the land doesn't belong." To you or I. So supporting uh, people going and taking it from the people who have it today is wrong. I will agree with you, however, that there's no such thing as something that is legitimately belongs to uh, that. You, you can't trace a lineage back. But I think that, right. I think land belongs to somebody who, you know, can stake a claim to it and it uses and improves it. Homesteading, as well, it how has do been called,
11: a claim. Who who gives them the authority to stake a claim? Well, I
2: would think that each each society has different ways in which uh, people stake claim. Some societies own land communally and use it for hunting rights and things like that. Our ours does do differently. Um, you know, they some people will uh, file with the government to uh, claim the land. Other people would fi- file have in the past filed with private agencies to to claim the land. Some people received the king's deed for the land and things like that. Um, you know, I mean, it's it, it, it's an impractical system to try to return land to people who are long dead. If that's if 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 you think that I'm arguing for reparations, I'm not. What I'm arguing no, for, I'm not
11: saying that. What I'm saying is, okay, who where did the kings get the land? Who gave the land to the kings? I mean, somewhere somebody has to say, okay, this is our land now, and able to have some type of authoritative— uh, to be able to give it to someone else or to sell it to someone else. Otherwise, nobody owns any land. So like the Mexicans now are saying, well, California and all those states, that's our land and so who says it's their land who gave it to them where did they get it
2: well i think that i think that actually the way you should do is run that back i mean it seems what seems clear to me is i own my land i've got a uh, you know a continuation i can i can trace the deed back you know couple few hundred years um, and but there's some folks that will have a drop of abernaki indian blood a tribe by the way that is not even recognized by the united states government uh, it's you know been so dis- ab- ab- utterly destroyed um, that will claim, hey, you know, this was the hunting grounds of my forefathers. Give me my land back. Obviously, they don't have any claim to it. But then you have to ask, sort of, let's let's roll this back to if if not Israel in 1940, whatever. Let's roll it back to Cuba in 1960. Um, you can roll it back to uh, you know just. Things that have happened, uh, you know, in, in even more recent history where, you know, land's been won or taken and things like that. And, you know, who owns what if it's taken by force? At what time does it become no longer that person? There are people still alive that still have deeds to land in Cuba that is no longer you know they can no longer use. Is that theirs or is it the person who's been using it for the last thirty
0: or forty years? Well, but to go back uh, to the original question of how did they get the land? Whoever whoever they are, people that are in the past, how did they come to get it? You know, let's presume that there was Pangaea at one time. The continents broke apart from Pangaea, and uh, obviously humans have kind of migrated all over the place. Uh, so somebody got there first at some point, right? To wherever there is, but at that point in time, land wasn't as much of a premium at, a, at as much of a premium or as uh, scarce as it is today. Not to say it's scarce today. There's still plenty of unoccupied space. Uh, but when you've got uh, less of a scarcity issue, you don't have as many issues with boundaries and things like that uh, that aren't as not as much of a concern. The people that uh, back then were occupying that land, it was theirs because they did homestead it. They built things on it. They harvested the 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 you know the trees and the animals from it. Uh, and so you know, in an occupied area, it should be more obvious that it's occupied than an unoccupied area and obviously some people uh, some types of people, tribes and such would leave a greater fit- footprint than others um, so I think that people just kind of naturally came into possession of land to answer the question to go as far back as possible
11: Yeah I understand that I mean it's, it's just the point of like you said now that people do have land and it seems that it's all divided up now it's like I don't think there's anything that isn't claimed is saying someone owns it. But even before that, I mean – Well, there's a lot – actually, there's to, a
0: lot of land that isn't legitimately owned. It's owned by the so-called federal government, and uh, right. it's well, west yeah. of the Mississippi, isn't it, like two-thirds or a third or something Almost like that? Almost the whole state of Alaska. Yeah, so a lot of that land, I think, should be homesteaded. I think that uh, people should be able to go into those places, We abolish the federal government or secede uh, from the federal government, and then that land should be open to anybody that wants to go and build their farm or, or open up – you know, build a building on it or – Alaska and Hawaii should secede right away. No doubt about it. Hey, thanks for the call tonight. Uh, Appreciate it, James, at 800-259-9231. Certainly on into the future, we would have the marketplace. And as you mentioned, Mark, different areas would have different specs and standards and things like that. Uh, but there might be also overarching standards that uh, span large swaths of, uh, of huge swaths of property as far as what is considered owned and, and how it's considered owned and allowing the market to decide these things and, and keep those records rather than having, uh, the again, the monopolistic government do it.
2: Right. What the government does with land is it, it'll take it'll, it'll say, we're in charge of keeping the land wholesome and pristine. And then will rent it out to logging companies that uh, you know clear cut the whole thing, or they'll give they'll give sweetheart deals to their their powerful friends. This is what happens when the lobbyist groups uh, you know work on these politicians. It's very it's very difficult when you give it over to the government and then you expect that it will be left untouched. This is what the the Greenies hoped with the Anwar uh, drilling situation, and then you know looks like that's going to start happening. I think there has been drilling in Anwar up to this point.
0: By the way, uh, Bernard von Nothaus is on trial right now, as are the rest of the Liberty Dollar people that the federal government attacked approximately three and a half years ago. I believe it was November of 2007 uh, when they were first raided by the federal government. For those that don't know, the Liberty Dollar was America's most popular alternative currency. They had millions of them in circulation, uh, actual silver pieces. One I else- think it
2: still exists. I think that there's still franchises of the Liberty Dollar that you can no. buy from different people, that they got no. the dyes and those kind of things that, although they won't bear Bernard Van uh mint maker mark, that they actually have the right to produce these okay, things. Okay, that's
0: news to me. I don't know. I'd never heard of that. I received the Liberty Dollar newsletter and he hasn't mentioned anything about that uh, in the I don't think he newsletter. wants to be attached to the those
2: things currently with his right. lawsuit, the way it's running.
0: That's interesting, Mark. I'd, I'd be curious to know more about that. But uh, the Liberty Dollar Organization itself has been shuttered as a result yeah. of the federal government attacking them and stealing tons of gold and silver from them. Gold and silver that backed up warehouse receipts, which are essentially pieces of paper that say you know, they've got counter and anti- counterfeiting measures on them. Uh, they're very nice looking, very pretty that uh, say that the bearer of this certificate is owed a certain number, a certain amount of gold and or silver. And I've got a bunch of them myself, and now those are worthless uh, because the government, the federal government, has stolen uh, that gold and silver and is now holding on to it as they attempt are attempting to put Bernard von Nodhaus, the man in charge of the Liberty Dollar – On trial for counterfeiting charges. They're going to try to claim, and they are claiming, the trial is going on right now. Uh, They are claiming that uh, that essentially the Liberty Dollar was intended to dupe people into believing that it was actual U.S. official currency, which of course is absolute poppycock. Anybody that's ever seen the Liberty Dollar knows that it looks nothing like uh, official currency because does the official currency from the United States government have an 800 telephone number on it? And a website. Does it have a website? Yeah. Does it have an MSRP? Does it have, you know, there various other things on there that make it very clear that this is not the U.S. currency? And also, it feels like real money. It's right. like silver, so it's got weight to it. It's not some chintzy crap uh, that the U.S. government's putting out. Every time out. I
2: used one of these, they're silver round. And I think that they can. the best argument that the government can make is that they're silver round – was intended to fake, uh, you know, governmental currency. However. <laughs> you know, government currency isn't actually in silver. So, you know, one thing right. has value,
0: the other one's pot metal. 0.999 fine. Do you ever right. see that on the government's currency? Right. Look, uh, I wanted to get the website out that's really cataloging this information about the trial. You're not going to get it from the Liberty Dollar people because he can't talk about it. But there is a lady named Heather Lewis who has been attending the trials and she's been writing down like every question asked and all the answers. So, if you want to know what's going on with the Liberty Dollar trial, go to libertyforfree.com. That's the number four. Liberty, number four, free.com. All kinds of detail there. Too much to get into on the air. We'll see you tomorrow night.
3: You know the Constitution like the back of your hand. You've read books, listened to podcasts, attended lectures, surfed websites, and watched videos. You've made liberty your life's goal. But something seems to be missing. Stickers. Stickers. From LibertyStickers.com, exercise your freedom of speech with the world's most dangerous bumper stickers. That's LibertyStickers.com. But wait.